Set it off. Rock him. Set it off. Rock him. Set it off. You know that I'm a solo win. Rock him.
make it move like I want to move with them horns. Let them play with them strings while I spit the life for kings. Put a cud in it, stud with it, we at it. Dudes that was meant to have it. Fans want to reach out and grab it. I'm just an ordinary man with an unordinary lifestyle. Seen early, I would live as a child. I was conceived a mistake. But through God, it's really all it takes for me to be born and make the earth shake. This was raised from the bottom. So before them plain clothes got them, soak up the four square mouths to pop them. It's me in the flesh, here to put the rumors to rest and let you celebrate hip-hop's best. From the womb to the tomb, hit the game real soon with a tune that's gonna take sun straight to the moon. Ted Al, see it's my turn now. All competitors bow, all you're saying is wow. All I know is the way it gotta go. Ha, 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 ha. 
Yeah, yeah, your boy Fauci G had to get his groove on. That's what happens when you're hitting that chronic before you go on live. You know what I'm saying? You end up losing your way. Hey, it's your boy Flossy Jeezy. I'm back with what's popping six six four six five nine five three four zero two. It's an overcast day here in Portland, Oregon, city of roses, with a temperature of oh, probably about fifty six to fifty eight degrees. Loving it. It's better than being in all that snow back east. Again, it's your boy Flossy Jeezy, and we back with a little bit of uh, old school R and B and hip hop and some jazz. You know what I'm saying? We got our news report, we got our sports and entertainment report, and of course we have current events. Everything from A to Z. It's going down. But first, let me mention the folks that I hang out with and deal with. I got Reverb Nation because I'm a beach maker. You know what I'm saying? Composer and producer of hot tracks. I just put that new. New Style 168 on deck. I got the New Style collection. You know what I'm saying? Every time I make a uh, collection of songs, I usually uh, give them one title and then just number them until I'm tired of that selection and I come up with new stuff. Here again, it's that New Style collection. Also, you can find me on Facebook on Flossy Jeezy Worldwide Show, Flossy Jeezy Retro, Flossy Jeezy uh uh, excuse me, it's Flossy Jeezy Worldwide uh, .net, Flossy Jeezy Worldwide uh, .net on Facebook, and you can also find me on Tumblr, Twitter, MySpace, okay, uh, SoundCloud, SoundClick, MixCloud, and last but not least, Spreaker. So like my main man Johnny Cat said, I am everywhere. Again, 646-595-3402. I got a couple of show guests that are going to be coming in here. My main man from Seattle, Sugar Ray Robinson Jr., also Juan Martinez. And you know how we do. We always chop it up with current events, new stuff, and everything else. And usually I'll play a couple more songs to get it in there, but I played so much music to start this show, I just decided I'd go ahead on and jump on in here and see what's going on. Because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on out here. And there's a lot of stuff going down, so your boy likes to, you know what I'm saying, make sure that he gives you the whole flavor all the way around. Well, you know, first off the bat, some pretty disturbing news from uh, Miss Michelle Lay. As you know, she used to be, uh, you know, married to Suge Knight and Dr. Dre, so pretty uh, depressing stuff she was relating to the public there on Facebook, where she alleges that... Um, these two gentlemen were very abusive to her. It says here in 2012, a nine-year-old study by the Bureau of Justice concluded that intimate partner became violent with her. And this is we're talking Dr. Dre now. Accounted for 21% of all domestic violence uh, is committed by uh, family members in America, R&B divas and cast member and former Ruthless Records artists. Michelle Lay says that she was one of the victims of the relationship like this by both Dr. Dre and Suge Knight. She said, I do remember when he first hit me, when he gave uh, me my first black eye and I laid, in the bed, I laid in the bed and cried, and Michelle Lay said of the alleged Dr. Dre during an interview. Let's read that again. I do remember when he first hit me. He gave me my very first black eye. We laid in bed and he cried. Michelle Lay 
said of alleged abuser Dr. Dre during an interview with Angela Lee uh, and DJ Envy of Power 105.1. He said, I'm really sorry. I think that it's the only time he said he was sorry. And he said, I'll never hit you again. Years later, I talked to my friend and I joked. Yeah, he said he wasn't going to hit me in that eye ever again. So he started hitting me in the other eye. Boy, that's horrible. Michelle also says she suffered a dislocated jaw during a later relationship with Shug Knight, and uh, she credited uh, psychology, excuse me, psychological therapy as the key to living a functional lifestyle after her previous relationships. She says therapy is really good, so I'm kind of sticking with therapy, she added. Sometimes you have to go back and understand why you are the way you are. I never thought that was true, but then they uh, connect you um, with the dots and you go out, you know, I've never uh, saw that. And then it says, she says, uh, why did I date the same kind of man? You say, you look the same kind of man and you attract the same kind of man. She said, a lot of it comes from being a child in your household and what you see you put into your subconscious, which is very powerful and, and very true. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we have a situation like that that, you know, renders itself uh, in such an ugly fashion because no woman deserves to be beat. I know women have a way of pushing a man's button sometimes, but, brothers, take it from me. Leave the house. Leave the house. You know, when I was younger, I was that kind of coward myself. But it only makes you feel small, and there really is no test to jumping on and beating up a woman. Yeah, your boy Flossie Jeezy will be the first to admit, because I don't believe in throwing stones in a glass house and sit up there and act like I've never done anything wrong or anything, um, you know what I'm saying, that predisposed me to what I feel to be cowardice in a man if they have to hit a woman. It's really pretty bad. Another topic we're going to touch on when we come back from break is T.I. gives his opinion on the Blurred Lines lawsuit. As you folks know out there, T.I. and Robin Thicke were sued by Marvin Gaye's uh, surviving family, uh, stating that um, these guys had uh, appropriated music that didn't belong to them and successfully won a lawsuit. And there's another song out there, although the Gaye family has not forged a lawsuit over it yet. It's one of these kind of deals where, um, you know, I'm a beats maker. So I've got kind of a mixed bag of feelings about that. Um, You know, you hear the stuff that guys are saying about, um, you know, it's going to hurt the creative process. It's going to, you know, change the music industry forever. There's a simple solution to that. And, And it's the solution that I use. Create your own damn sound. If you're worried about whether or not, you know, the creative levels of music and everything are going to be compromised and they're going to be, you know, tossed up, then you need to create your own sound because uh, it doesn't make any sense to sit up here and cry, bitch, moan, and groan, and then at the same time, you know, use someone else's art. That's, that's just not good business. Also, when we get back from break, We're also going to talk about Bow Wow, who made comments about being on, uh, you know, 
uh, Empire versus doing CSI, and he made some statements that uh, we'll go ahead and discuss over and mull over because, I mean, I think that it's crazy the reason why they released this young man um, the way they did from CSI, and their brother didn't even get a chance to really get out there. And that's Chad Moss, a.k.a. Bow Wow, uh, you know, who uh, delivered these words and stuff. And like I said, I thought he was very mature in his delivery and the message that you that, that you uh, hear from Chad. You're probably going to say the same thing I said, and that's, hell yeah, man, way to stand up and say that we can be more than what society affords us to be. So when we get back from break, we'll discuss these things, and hopefully our guests will show up. But if not, you know how flossy Jeezy is. Sometimes I'm a one-man wrecking crew, so I'll, I'll be more than glad to, you know, Get it in and hold it down for us. In the meantime, I'm going to throw a couple of songs on by AZ. You know what I mean? Um, actually, I'm going to throw three three in a row on him. I'm going to throw the hat trick at you. First up is Sosa, then What's the Deal? Then we'll finish it off with uh, a little bit of um, The Come Up by my main man, uh, Premier, and the producer. And by the way, happy birthday to DJ Premier uh, yesterday. Uh, my man, you know what I'm saying, holding it down, doing his fizzle, making stuff look real good. And as I go through the data sheet here, a.k.a. my backup, which is Wikipedia, the man was born March 21st, 1966. So we'll give a shout-out to Premier when we get back as well. This is your boy, Flossy Jeezy. This is uh, What's Poppin' with Flossy Jeezy, number six. It's Sunday morning, 646. Five nine five three four zero two, and when we return, we'll be able to get it all the way in for you because it's going all the way down. Here's your boy A Z with Sosa. Double exposure, wild lens view, check for dentures, the niggas next to push the bins through, you know the glow, iced out rings, long go, spandex, machino, whole bitches letting they dong show, I played the game, took plenty paper, still remain the same, Asian name, babbling chain, letting my piece thing domestic, no more crime play, but still connected, it's ethics, calculated steps to geometric, ways spinning, double shades of base linen, 9-7 expedition, flavored all the trimmings, travel life, push the LS from casual nights, have you ever puffed the talus, we Pipe, that shit I have you right, I roll dice, trying to divorce from this whole life. Used to sell coke or the strip, but now I hold mics and plan soon to pack and vacate somewhere in Cancun, escape to a cozy estate filled with mad booms. Burn this up, too many foul niggas, time to turn it up. Push about a buck and shift gears, burn the clutch, cause it's like this. For these chips, I swipe swift, preciseness, brush the Jews of life, just priceless. I paid my dues and do it all and never trade my shoes. Cash rules, new fools who made the news. We all for paper, I guess greed is just. The second nature indeed shots the hand and we the escalator. The most they touch along the line for stuff. I took the shortcut, puffing on blunts, brushing off nuts, the knife type. Love dime bitches and nightlife, casino dice, sexy strip dancers and white ice. I seen the movie, most of you niggas couldn't move me. Truly, it's like a six shot Ruger against a Uzi. So bust the run, or cop back, bust the gun, but I fake none. I remain like the sun, bless the strong living, intellect and long vision, connects in prison, and real niggas with recognition. So respect the mission, volume one, second edition, the next dimension, dotted line, sign your deposition.
that, get right, put the gun up, laugh, get nice, flip the gun up, spray blue and white, don't run up, remain humble, you see the change when the rain comes through, when all the fame up the game, cause your name's mumbled, the six notice, users like hypnosis, it's ferocious, when broke niggas get focused, the cars come out, bottles at the bar run out, you know you're large when you win, car could dodge the drought, but here's the switch up, with beef and the money mix up, skirts slip up, a few fights, few stick up, then one losing just leads to the next, and here come them hot boys to breathe on your neck, now you gotta pack up, flee from the rest, and just a week ago you was free from the stress, I guess it is what it is. I'm from the place where hardcore is beautiful. Creeping on the come up. 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 I'm rather unique. I'm from the place. You know the saga. Who lava, who hotter. Who shot at who at the Vermada. I knew about beats and Zambada. Before beats, beats, beats was heavily deep with the riders. Guns and money, some was hungry. Dysfunctional families that come from junkies. Yell birds who wanted warrants, jumping countries. Death central surviving like a bunch of monkeys. Mark dollars, DEA knocks with collars. Niggas snitching, I still got the heart to holler. Hot chicks and short skirts and damn near topless. Play fly, nigga, I still stay high. Just ride this. Can't call it too fresh to call it. Two checks to war with, war next to all this. So understand, I know from first hand that lies of a church man. Hobbs is first. I'm from the place where hardcore is beautiful. 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 So it's unlikely it might be a visa smack The coke is up, so now cushions rose us up And the vegans got the game in the cobra clutch The D's are never freeze too close to dump But what the fuck, they can suck on some coke and nuts The stress is real, the drain's all a sex appeal Nothing left but gel death for a record deal Rob is weak, hoes wanna slide and creep Even fiends got a thing for that hide and seek Sick up kids, kidnap, switch up grips Crazy how them cops up and sit up big Pops is gone to say the hip hop is wrong You want more than long on the AZ.com Creeping on the come up Creeping on the come up I'm from the place where hardcore is beautiful Creeping on the come up 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 I'm from the place Coming in from 914. I think it's coming from New York City. Hold on just a minute. 
of what she wants, what I would do for the sick children in the hospital and everything. And mm-hmm. it just, um, when you go on her page, basically it's um, www.gofundme.com slash N8B1R8. And you're going to see a, a picture of Alyssa, and it's just going to tell you a brief um, paragraph of her story. And um, I can definitely say for everybody that has children and stuff, all I wish for you to do is just love your kids, tell you love them every day, spend time with them, because you never know when it's their time to go. And I wish I had more time. But um, the time that I did have, I'm so blessed that I had that year, that one year with her. So I was just, you know. Will help that, um, yeah, that you just just cherish those moments with your children, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I know, Fuzzy G. I know, I'm tearing you up. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, yeah. That one was that one was pretty rough. You know, it's always. Up to hear that, especially when it's a friend, you know, and a family. Yeah. And, uh, incredible. Uh-huh. And I'm glad um, your radio show's back. Oh yeah, we you know, my my uh, my executive producer Juan said, "Get with it, hurry up. We got too much work to do to sit back here and 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 uh, malinger. You know, he, <laughs> he stays up and he stays actually getting things going." Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell her about this in a funky, easy show, Worldwide.net, and, and the folks out there, just in case no one's heard of it. And uh, we'll get into the stories and everything that we have right after that. What's going on? Hi, Juan. I missed you. <laughs> hey. How's it going? Um, It's hard, but I'm trying to, every day, little by little, trying to take it day hey. by day. Yeah, definitely. I'm 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 at the family church myself right now. We just <clears throat> yeah, today's a birthday party, so I'm actually live from there. They're doing oh, a wow. birthday party in the other room, and I'm in the church uh, Sunday school classroom right now. <laughs> but so when did this happen? Well, this happened, she had this for since she was um, two months old. I found out that she had this rare heart condition. And um, basically, we were just waiting for her to get a heart. And you just, the thing about it is the doctors don't know how much time your heart has or how long you have to live. And that's like, you wish they know, but they don't know, you know? Because it could be. A, it, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say because it could. Uh, it could be any minute, really. Uh, when it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. Only thing they can tell you is about what the percentage the heart is at, and then from there you go from there to see how you know if it's really really bad and stuff. But um, she was fighting, and she was in the hospital from um for three months, but she was often on the hospital a lot. And, you know, 
um, I can definitely say that um, I've seen a lot of sick babies there and children, and there's a lot of people that don't have parents or their parents didn't come there. And you would just feel like you want to help them, but the only person that can comfort them is the nurses. That's the one who comforts them when their parents are not there. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I had a um, my brother. He he had a friend growing up, and she was in the children's hospital, and um, she ended up dying or something. I think it was like lupus or something like that. But mm-hmm. it's it's any time that happens in children's hospitals, it's not something that you ever want for anyone. No, I I you know what. I can say, even my worst enemy, I wouldn't wish uh, a sick child for anybody. It's a very hard thing to go through, and it's a lot of time-consuming. You know, you have to go to appointments. Their medications all got to be on time. Everything's like on a schedule for them. You know, you don't get to do what you wish you got to do, you know. You know, you didn't get to do. But, um... It's a lot. Hold on, folks. We have a caller calling in. Let's see who this is. Three one zero. Welcome to the show. Who do we have? Hey, what's up? This is Sugar Ray. Who's having? Hey, hi, hey, Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Hey. What's going on, people? How y'all doing? Real good. Real good. Got all the family on the line this morning. Yes. Isn't that no Oh yeah, most of since we've been, since we all been on the same line at the same time. I know. Hey, wow. Baby, hey, hey, how, how you doing? Let me say something right quick. How you doing, baby girl? I'm doing okay. Taking it day by day. Yeah, I understand. I'm sorry for your loss, you know, but I understand. Thank that you. It's it's um it's tough, you know, we all go through different things, especially being a you know, a baby such that young. Understand that you know you can always carry that and always live that life, and always you basically what I'm trying to say is that you can be able to overcome this and become stronger. Because right now, I bet she's smiling and down at you and looking at you and understanding that hey, don't want you to hurt. Understand and and just be strong, and be positive about it. Okay. All right, I definitely will. She brought us all together yeah. this morning. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful because, you know, incredible. I lost, I lost, you know, I lost my grandmother February 14th, and I lost mm-hmm. my dad August 24th of last year. You know, and the thing about it is what I kind of learned is, man, is that, you know, it just, it's, 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 I can't, words can't even describe it. It's just something that you have to deal with and have to learn how to deal with because that's, that's a real tough situation. So I wish nothing but the best for you. Oh, thank you. I was telling Flossie G this morning that, um, you know, all I wish for people to do is just to love their children and just be there for their children and comfort their children because they don't know how much time they're going to have with their children. Some people take that stuff for granted, you know. Right, right, right. I, I totally agree with that. You're right. Yes, indeed. Oof. Oh, yeah. Guys, looking out this morning. Got all the family on the line. You know, the timing is, is, is incredible. You know, Sugar Ray called me this week. 
you know, Jay is on, is on the line this morning, of course. You know, Dr. Martinez as well. So that's that's, that's a beautiful well, thing. What's happening? I'm just glad to have all y'all. What's going on, Sugar Ray? What's going on, player? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. That's good. That's good. I have all y'all on this morning. We got to get some some good topics up around here, and uh, you know what I'm saying. We, we change the format up a little bit. I like to do what the topic that way we uh, get a chance to talk about everything. You know, sports, entertainment, current events, everything, uh, stuff that's going on, and everything. And of course, you know a uh, you know a full scale. Um, you know, opportunity for us to, to really get it in and uh, let people know what's going on. And, and of course, Juan, like I was telling you just a few minutes ago, and, and of course, I want uh, the other panel to give their opinion as well. And the topic, of course, Juan knows what it is. It's this blurred lines thing. And T.I. gives his opinion on this lawsuit, and he says basically, that uh, after initially being held out of the blurred uh, lines lawsuit, Pharrell Williams and Robin Thicke and Gay family were politically asked T.I. to be held accountable too since T.I.'s uh, guest verse makes him one of the songwriters. The jury awarded the Gay family 7.4 mil damages and also asked for an injunction uh, to pertain to a further distribution of it you know, to have it deceased and dismissed. Now, T.I.'s statement basically is, I have nothing but admiration and respect for the gay uh, estate, uh, Marvin Gaye's estate, and T.I. told TMZ when asked potentially being included in the verdict, he said, I have nothing but extreme support for my partner, Pharrell, and whatever happens, the universe will deal with it. Uh, man, you know, I'm, that I'm a writer and I'm a creator, and I don't steal from anybody you know, when I make music. And, of course, it says that T.I. previously sampled uh, on Marvin Gaye's track, The Introduction, and unlike Blurring Lines, which um, argued that Pharrell and Robin Thicke were inspired by Marvin Gaye, you know, got to give it up. Uh, Basically speaking, uh, as as we chop through the rest of this, we have a situation here where all three of these artists, Robin Thicke, you know, uh, Pharrell, uh, as well as T.I., basically are saying that it's going to hurt the industry. This lawsuit will hurt the industry, and it affects creativity. And, of course, my, my thing is when, when I was debating with Juan about it briefly was that, you know, I, I produce beats myself, and I make music myself, all original stuff. And my thing is if you feel that somehow there's going to be a uh, – you know, a compromising of creativity, then I guess it's a good idea if you make up your own stuff. That's the tiebreaker. Make your own music. I mean, we have a lot of sampling. Sampling is a time-honored tradition, but not everybody out there wants you using their stuff. Well, I'm going to start with you, and then we can round it around. What do you think about that? Well, the best way I could put it in uh, is this. Is that there really is no similarity between Blur Lines and Marvin Gaye's song? There really is none, and I, I really hope you had the track so we can play it for the listeners, so the listeners can agree that there really is no similarities in the beat, in the timing, in the wording, in the music. 
there's nothing there that points to it being Marvin Gaye's song. Now, that being said, I think it there really was no no space or opportunity where the judge should have ruled against Robin Thicke or Pharrell Williams because it's not even in the same ballpark. Not at all. It doesn't even carry the same tune. So one instrument has no bearing on the entire song. You can't claim your fame. You can't take that claim to fame for music off of a similarity in a drum beat. A drum beat doesn't make the song. The words make the song. That's just me. Okay, Sugar Ray. Yeah. About uh, the blurred lines and uh, well, I don't think it affects creativity. Yeah, I I don't think it affects creativity, man. I think, I think that um, you know, I I really never really listened to both tracks to to compare the similarities, but I don't think it has anything to do anything with creativity, but. The thing about a lot of artists, they have to be very honest with themselves that when they are creating stuff, and they have to also, if they're influenced by something, they have to be honest with that. Because, like, I listened to a few albums lately, like, um, there's a lot of things that could sound like other things. Like, I heard D'Angelo's uh, Black Messiah album, and he's, you know, he he has some similarities where he sounds like Prince at times, you know. But right, you know, I, but thing about it is though is that people have to understand the industry to 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 try to sue that man because the industry been doing that for a long time, man. Been recycling stuff and doing things and snatching things because Prince is a victim of it big time. You know, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that he did that he wasn't getting credit for, and that, and I know, I, you know, it's kind of funny that that. Um, they come out with this, but I understand the gay family, the gay estate, that there's a lot of stuff that's been influenced by Marvin Gaye and things like that. But I don't think it has uh, an effect on creativity because you just have to be creative. And creative is just something new and something different on your own. If you are influenced by something, you've got to be honest with you and, and incorporate that into your music, but to the point where you give due and respect to the points of saying where you got it from, or, uh, saying it will influence you. You know, that's what I believe. What do you think about that, Mr. New York? Well, I definitely can agree with Sugar Ray saying that they recycle the music all the time. And, you know, some people just don't, um, I guess some people's families don't pay attention that it could be something that's similar to their family uh, member that made that original music. And the fact is, is that um, everybody, every artist can say they're influenced by someone. Like, you can say you're influenced by Michael Jackson's music. And, you know, a lot of them try to be like Michael Jackson or, you know, just a smidge of his music and try to use it in any of their lyrics and stuff, right? Right. So um, I can basically say is that... Um, if you're going to sample, you might as, I mean, the money that Pharrell and Robert Thicke make, they could have went and just paid off that family in private before they came out with their song. I didn't listen to both, but if they would have did that, and nothing would have came out about the 
the similar type of sounds that the both of them had, you know? But maybe 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 artists do pay family songs quietly of that person's original music. But maybe they just thought, hey, it wasn't going to happen to them. And it did. Hmm. So, um, uh, again, as an artist, though, and as a person that makes beats myself, and, and knowing there are similarities, because sometimes I'll get to making songs, and the old lady will say stuff like, well, you know, that sounds an awful lot like the sound that you used a little while ago, because I'm right here in, in the dining room. <laughs> she says, you may, may need to change that up some, because it sounds a lot alike. Um what Sugar Ray and Juan both said, I can kind of quantify into what they said and agree with both of them, as well as, as, well as you, uh, Mr. New York, and that's mm-hmm. on the creative end. But as a person that makes beats himself, when you say that you're inspired by someone, I'm inspired by, by Dr. Dre and the Wu-Tang Clan, and I'm from the Midwest, which means I have my left ear is, is New York, my right ear is Los Angeles. And I'm influenced by them, but I still make everything from scratch with no mixing in of other artists' products or anything because I hate middlemanism. And when you say that you're inspired by someone, then you're going to have stark similarities. So whereas uh, Dr. Martinez might not hear, um, you know, the similarity. Not only did I hear the similarity, but there was another song that kind of proved along the line of where an artist is because sometimes a person will as Sugar Ray said, mix, if they're inspired by someone, they'll mix a lot of their materials in together. And I was watching this, this show called The Talk, and I usually don't watch The Talk, but they were talking about this subject. And there's another song called Ain't That Familiar, and the song Happy. And they played the two songs together. And, I'm, and we're going to revisit this at some point where I can have my Skype up where we can listen to the songs together. When I mesh the two songs, to, they mesh the two songs together, and guess what, folks? It was the exact same song. And Happy, although it had a different tone, and although Blurred Lines had a different tone, when they meshed the two songs together, it wasn't just a drum beat. It was the melody as well. And if you listen to the, the basic sound of Blurred Lines, and you stop stop it after two minutes, and you and just dance for middle, not the, the verses, and you and you mix that, and you listen to the song that that was what they say was copied or allegedly copied from Marvin Gaye. The songs are the same, not only not only in drum beat, but in the presentation of how it was. And artists, especially of, of a Pharrell magnitude and, and, and a Timberland, and these guys. They have a way of making that stuff. One may be just slowed down while the other one's picked up. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a song called, um, you know, um, As the Saga Begins by Rakim that used the old Portland's Pleasure song, and the two of them are kind of mixed together. So here again, I'm not going to say that anybody's wrong in this because everyone's ear canal Here's something different. Where someone may like Lil Wayne, I might defer to Rock Kim. Or someone may like, you know, uh, Anita Baker. You know, since someone might defer to Rihanna. 
So I guess it all depends on what your ear canal hears, but this is a subject that we can definitely, you know, over time continue to try to kind of dip into and, uh, and sample from ourselves and see what we come up with. But I, I respect everybody's opinion on, on the line because you were all basically saying the same thing, and that is if there's any doubt, you, you can do two things. A, create your own stuff, and B, just ask. Just ask. And a lot of times, cats need that little kick or that little royalty money or whatever, and you're not only helping them out. If the song blows up, you'll have so much money off of it that you won't even really feel the effects of of just sharing. But you have to you have to be willing to ask people for their product because, as an artist myself, I am extremely sensitive when it comes down to fearing using either someone else's, um, you know, art or, or music or whatever, or having having uh, used someone's and find out later on, uh oh, I'm I'm in, I'm in trouble. So, <laughs> good topic, good topic. Um, here's some crazy stuff going on. Uh, evidently, guys, <laughs> tell me what you think about this because this this is crazy. Seems that Bow Wow, um, actually better known as Chad Moss, but maybe better known as Bow Wow. CSI Cyber is claiming that even before the show really gets off the ground, that they've dropped Bow Wow. Because he said the ratings dropped after he said in, uh, Empire stereotypes black people. And and they said, and, and here, here's the wording on the story. It says that um, evidently yesterday, for whenever that was, said that uh, he recently signed on to the hit spinoff CSI Cyber, which they probably be put on the wrong night up against the wrong other shows, claims that there was a uh, 17% margin for polling 8 million viewers. And what Bawa basically said was this. He said he admits that Fox's Empire is a blockbuster series, but reveals that he would have turned down the role because it's it's filled with stereotypes about black people. So he told this uh, apparatus, Global 14, which, of course, he's affiliated with J.D. that worked with McBrat. On his uh, site, he said, when we are still filming cyber episodes, Empire's first episode premiered. He said, fans are saying, man, you should have been on the show. He said, but we he said, but we all don't rap or play basketball. We can do many things. There are young African Americans who are intelligent enough to work at the FBI. So that's that's uh, what's so bright. Hopefully I can start a new wave of young black actors who don't want to stereotype themselves. Well according to the ratings, as the cyber ratings Dropped seventeen uh, and uh, three tenths percent, uh, you know, pulling pulling from eight million viewers. Said Fox's Empire wrapped its supernova like freshman series uh, on the highest of notes, averaging sixteen point seven million viewers. And hour by hour, the show did fifteen point eight, and then did seventeen point six. And it is the opinion of the host that. Okay, well, Empire drew a lot of people in because of what was going on. And here, like Bow Wow said, they had 
already been kind of out there. So was it what Bow Wow said, and was he correcting what he said? Or was saying, was there something negative in there that maybe I'm missing? Or was it just the fact that, I don't know, CSI was trying to scapegoat someone for the fact that their ratings fell short of Empire, which was very popular? Sugar Ray, what do you think about that? Well, Bow Wow... You know, I, I mean, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna diss the brother, and I ain't gonna diss Empire, nothing like that. But you asking, okay, you asking me, is he, is he a little up to? Is he feel like he should be in the movie? That's what it is. Well, it, it basically what it breaks down to is that the CSI folks fired him because he made statements that that uh, Empire. Uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, stereotypes white people, but we're talking about another network, another show, and this man was just stating something positive, in my opinion, about black folks being more than just pimps, hustlers, and, and rappers and stuff, that he took a role like, uh, you know, CSI because he was an FBI agent, part of a forensics team, and, and, and cybercrime team, actually cybercrime, not forensics, but cybercrime, and that Maybe that black should aspire to something more than just what Hollywood and okay. basically America thinks about him. Okay, okay, okay. That's the scenario. Yeah, I understand. I, okay, and then I, I agree with Bow Wow on that because you know, it, 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 you know, brother, maybe the brother's growing up. You know, he got to the point where he's not using his real name instead of Bow Wow. Uh, you know, he's looking. He's thinking about his future. He's thinking about. Things outside, and, he, and I, I agree with him that there's a stereotypical thing that they always kind of want to put us in the box of what we can do, you know, what we can't do. And by him being in CSI, having that role he had, it's kind of funny that they just fired him because of a statement he made. But that's not basically, uh, I, I, I mean, that's he's in a situation right now. Bow Wow's in a situation where he's. He's definitely, definitely uh, looking for work. And see, the thing is about it, they put him in a position to do something, and he, and he played that role at CSI pretty good. But being over there uh, speaking about Empire, he spoke the truth. He spoke the truth. And that's what it is, and that's a problem. You know, when you speak the truth against something, and then they're going to they gonna, they gonna say, okay, well, he's speaking out. He's getting controversial, so we're going to cut him off because he's talking too much. They don't want that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, they want that. You know, Bow Wow's net worth is 300000 man, 400000 well, I mean, money-wise. He, he's not making a lot of money, and they know that. He needs work. He needs opportunity. He ain't even putting out records no more. But the thing about it is he is looking for a, a, a more of an executive-type role. He wants to be in a respectable role, not that stereotypical thing to where they always put us in the box. You know what I'm saying? That's, I mean, Rick gets those. He can, he can go out there. He get that. And if Bow Wow comes back around and does uh, a, a, a role like that, it's because Hollywood is trying to put him in that role. They're gonna try to break him. And say, oh, we don't give you anything else, but you could do this. You could be a pimp. You could be a hustler. You could do all that. But you know, or uh, you could be a butler. You know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, though, is that that's Hollywood, man. That's the way they do things. And I think Empire is a thing where. They get so many up and coming people. A lot of new, there's a lot of new faces in that empire uh, thing, and the reason why because those guys are thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Terrence yeah. Howard, he, 
Terrence, well, Terrence Howard, he knew. He'd been around, but Terrence Howard's the face for the program to make it go, make it sell. And they got to put some top names, but there's a lot of people underneath that ain't that are very new. And then you got people right now jumping on the span of it because right now it's making money. You know, something that makes money, people want to jump on the bandwagon with it. You know what I mean? But trust me, man, it's a, it's a plot. Lee Daniels, you know, I don't want to go too deep, but I don't like Lee Daniels. And I think Lee Daniels is uh, the front man for Hollywood. Okay, I, that's, I, that's, I, had no, I had no problem. I had no problem. I had no problem about Bow Wow. Bow Wow's right, man. Bow Wow's right. And speak your mind, but Bow Wow is being honest. Ain't wrong with Bow Wow about that. I agree. I definitely mm. agree about that. I definitely Matt, agree Matt. with Sugar Ray about that. Mm. And you do know on. that. I know, I know you. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead. <laughs> now I was definitely just saying that. Um. I definitely agree with Sugar Ray about what Bow Wow saying. You know, when you start to, Bow Wow starting to be aware and starting to be mature, he's going to say, you know, the truth. And, you know, people don't like that because they want to make money. And um, mm. Bow Wow's engaged to Erica Mendes on um, Love and Hip Hop of New York. And you know that she's very wild and... Mm. She, I think, I don't know if it's real or anything because they are engaged and everything. I don't know if they're doing it just to see if they can make money off of it or have on their own show. But who knows if he wants to do that? Like, you know, start to be ratchet. (laughs) Right, exactly. Okay, because it seems like if he's going to be doing that, then. Because she is ratchet, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> <laughs> Juan, what a, come on, Juan. I know you're chomping at the bit over there. I know you're ready to jump in here. Go ahead, Juan. Look, all I have to say about it is this is that, first off, it sounds like there's a lot of haterade being drank over there. Um, be- Lee Daniels is tech. You get first. You say that black people don't come up with their own shows. Then Lee Daniels comes out with Empire, which is a hit, which is actually affecting the urban community. And now that's a problem. So you damned if you do, and you damned if you don't. You ain't happy with one thing, but you ain't happy. You ain't happy with one thing, but you ain't happy with the other either. <laughs> and you know he's he's you can't have it anyway. I never watched he's Empire before, but I, people there. tell me that it's so exciting to watch. But I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know why. It's some black people shows I don't watch because uh, they make us look like we're like if they just eating watermelon, they probably say, well, wow, we were right. Black people do like to eat watermelon and fried chicken. You get what well, I'm see, saying? Yeah, my, my 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 thing about it is this, man. You know, it's entertainment, you know, and I, and it entertains people. People like it, but the thing about it, what I don't like about it is though, is that, you know, it's 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 and, I, and it's not like it's a movie. It's just, it's a, it's a uh, it's an episode. It's a uh, a series. But the thing about it is though, is like. You know, we 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 draw to that because for one, it's 
is uh black people on there. We we are it's people of color, you know, black people. And the thing about it what trips me out, man, is that that's all they could uh excuse me, my watch going off, man. But all I'm saying is though is that it's funny that that right there hits so well, man. I mean, it hits so well. We, I mean, we got. I mean, you. I could pick out stuff. So many things about us as people that the lowest thing that you could talk about, that this insignificant thing to talk about, is what makes money. And there's people say, well, people say, oh well, you know, hey, it's at the table we're making money, but we're like, okay, it's fine. But what I'm trying to say is though is that. We talk about Lee Daniels. You have to look at Lee Daniels and what he, what his concept of what he's been doing for the past. He has not done anything, I would say, anything moving for for us. I mean, now, you look at his wait, body. Wait, wait, wait. Let me cut you off. I hate, to, I hate to do this to you, Sugar Ray, but let me go ahead and stop you there. You talk about how Lee Daniels hasn't done nothing for us. For us what? By putting money in our pockets? Because... He's putting messages that are realistic out there. If you really want to talk, if you really want to think about it, the radio station that the radio stations that you listen to, what do they mostly play? Hip hop. What is the thing you talked about? Ti, you talked about Pharrell Williams, you talked about um, Bow Wow, you talked about Pharrell Williams, Robin Thicke, and Ti, and that whole blurred line things. Where does that come from? The music industry. What is Empire based off of? The music industry. The realistic part of it, the stuff that you don't see behind the scenes. You talk well, about, some, but I see some behind wait, the scenes that you may not but, see, though. Player. See what I'm trying to say but, is, like I said before, Lee Daniels is a front man for somebody else. See the thing is about it. Lee, so wait, think wait, about, think about, think about this. Think about this. Front man for the white man. Uh, 
I forgot it was a movie theater, Gods and Kings or whatever. The that wasn't okay. Yeah, the Exorcist. Okay, talk about talk about Hollywood. Let's talk about Hollywood. Uh-huh. That right there, man. That's a false fact, man. That's a false fact. I mean, you won't put the real out. You won't put the truth out, but you'll put what you think of us out and make money off us. It's the same thing. They've been making money off us for years, man, for centuries. And what I'm trying to say is, Lee Daniels, okay, he's doing this, he's doing this, but believe this, man, Lee Daniels is just a man for another man. He's not uh-huh. the industry owner. He's not the industry owner. He doesn't really necessarily have all that money. He, he's been funded by some guys from from Hollywood or whoever. They give him some money. And he basically put out put the thing together. Look at the movies he's done, man. I mean, you got to look at the movies this guy's done. He's done a lot of, like, Precious and all that kind of stuff. He's done a lot of movies, man. Well, you know how he had to be on top, right? You know how he had to be on top, right? He had to sleep with all. He had to sleep with the white man to get where he had to get. They don't want to talk. They don't want to tell you that. No, you you beat me to what I see the ready to say. And I got one, well, I'm gonna let you get back in there just a second, but let's <laughs> let us keep something let us, let us keep something in mind on what's really going on here. That's true. And, he, and Lee Daniels and Lee Daniels said it himself. Lee Daniels is an openly gay man. Openly gay man. Okay? Bingo. He said that he said that the reason he created Empire was for the express I don't want to say express written to sick of the sound like a sports commercial. But he said he's doing this expressly to expose black people's paranoia about gayism and about homosexuality. And and that is the reason why the lead character, Jamal, is really the lead character. It's really not Terrence Howard. It's really not, you know, Tajara Henson. It is is Mr. Smollett. I think his name is Jason Smollett. Right and 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 all this back and forth controversy stuff. And I'm gonna back this up by by bringing in just a little bit more. Then I'm gonna hand it back because as a host, I don't like to hog the mic. But the man said that he wanted to expose the fact that black peoples have such a problem with with gay stuff in America. And my problem has always been, so far as that's concerned, I don't want you comparing gay stuff to black people stuff because 500 years of of, of oppression. Versus 40 years, which is 1969, the Greenwich Village, New York incident, where where gays really start to pop out and try to make make their presence known. I don't like those two compared because, for one thing, it's not only a silly similarity, but it's just not something that 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 fits because of what has been going on. Most times, I don't know you're gay unless you tell me. So when when this guy comes out and he says that his agenda is to let you know how many gays are in hip hop. When he comes up, he says he openly wants to attack, and what, and what did he say? He wanted to rehabilitate black thinking about homosexuality. First of all, you didn't rehabilitate nothing, because if my parents uh-huh. and your parents had that conversation, we wouldn't be here. So, and we thought that way. We wouldn't, wouldn't, none of us would be here, and I don't want to get too deep into that, because that's another show. But my thing is, is that this man openly came out and said what it was. Proof in this is that Malik Yoba, behind the scenes, was was not very smart because 
he was attacking Smollett being gay and saying he's really gay, he's really this, he's really that. Now, that's career suicide in a sense because if you're trying to be on a show that was created by a gay man to attack his lead gay actor, you're asking to be fired, and that's why he was killed in that scene at the end, at the, at the, at the uh, end of season one. We have an agenda here that far overreaches the fact that, oh, it's just blacks on TV. If we were that simplistic, then I could kind of swallow some of that. But for what he's swallowing, I'm not trying to swallow necessarily one way or the other what that man is swallowing. He said that he wanted to rehabilitate black people's thinking against homosexuality. And my whole thing is, okay, if that's what you want to do in this way, that's what you're comfortable with, okay, fine, that's what you're comfortable with. But you're not rehabilitating me, and I'm a heterosexual male that believes in procreation between a man and a woman. Here again, that's another uh-huh. show, but I just wanted to give clarity to what the reason why he created this show was to basically put the gay thing, the ball back into play, and that's why the more powerful scenes you see that the gay brother beating up the other, beating up his younger brother, you see a lot of this stuff going on. He's trying to lend power to an agenda that is out, actually existential or outside of the black community, but he wants to let you know that there are enough gay black people out there. This is why I created this show. He said that himself. Now, Juan, you go ahead with what you were saying, but I just wanted to put that in there as food for thought. I I give you that. I give you all the 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 thought process behind the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. He he did openly admit that. But everyone's coming up saying that he's a puppet for someone else. He's a puppet for himself, clearly if he's right if he wrote it to bring attention to one particular topic which he feels is important. So right. to touch on Sugar Ray saying, Well, He's just, there's someone else behind him that's pushing him. He's yeah, pushing himself. Yeah, of course. Yeah, white man, yeah, white man has the power. The white man yeah, knows yeah, how yeah. to. But you know how many, it's a lot of thirsty ones out there that's going to But let me ask you something. You said the white man has the power, right? But do you know how many? Especially in the industry. Now let's let's take into consideration this. How many how many people act how many African American people actually own television networks that you watch at home? If you really sit down and look at the list, they outweigh everything else. Own? You mean own? No, own is not the only one. B E T is also run by an African American person. Country music television is also run by an African American woman. Yeah, I don't know. Again. He sold it to a white man. Yeah, he sold it, but I don't think that's right, man. Who sold what? BT. Mr. BT sold it, sold his ownership to a white man. To Vietcom. Yeah, Vietcom. No, He probably was forced to do it. He understands. Hey. But, but see, y'all just have a. It just it turns into when you talk about someone else having an idea or someone else coming up with some with a show or pitching an idea to a station. You're sitting here saying you guys basically is what you guys are on here saying is oh well it's a white man the white man did this or someone not even you don't even have to say the white man but you insinuate. 
It is. It don't send you where it is. It is what it is, man. I mean, think about that means this. that you. That means that you have a. But that means that you have in yourself a problem because you can't yeah, stereotype. You talk. You talk. You talk. You talk. You talk. Now you talk about people stereotyping black people, but you stereotype white people because you give uh, them the power by giving them claim to everything else. I'm not. I'm just saying the truth. Well, you know what, too? Let me tell you this. How can a white man stereotype a white person? White person has has, has the lion's share of all media, whether it's vocal or visual, and they they basically control the masses with that type of power. That's more powerful than a nuclear bomb because you're touching people's subconscious. How is a black man able to stereotype a white man in anything? Unless you're talking about uh-huh. the fact that he maybe drive, drives four by fours or something, we don't really have Absolutely. that kind of power. And, and, and to this day, and I don't want to be passe with it, but to this day, blacks have not come up with a creative word that trumps the word the N word. So for us to say that, okay, well somehow it's black paranoia. Well, you know, after 500 years of the same old thing. Uh, I'm not belittling what you're it's saying. It's brainwashing because they like have the duck. power. It probably is a duck. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. probably is. Well, what Bow Wow, what Bow wow was trying to say is that, and, 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 and this is a case where it could be, when when you start speaking up for, let's, let's just look at the, the two, two examples of movies. Sugar Ray in, uh, uh, mentioned Monsters Ball earlier, and then there was uh, Training Day. And here you have two top-notch, arguably, two top-notch actors in Denzel Washington and Halle Berry, uh-huh. yet the only way they can receive an award is if uh, Denzel plays a dishonest cop, a rogue cop, and Halle Berry uh, is put in a scene where she rejects P. Diddy, her husband, that's just in jail and facing death and didn't even go and show up to jail but she's perfectly comfortable sleeping with, of all people, Billy Bob Thornton. I think the message, and then you give Oscars for for two subpar performances such as that, when Denzel has done so much other great work and doesn't even get a, a, a nomination, I think exactly. that's problematic. I, I also think it's problematic when you only have movies like 12 Years a Slave, The Butler, so whatever other subservient role you come up with, you have to you have to you have to go. You even though you're a good actor actress, you have to go. You have to go beyond your means. I mean, you gotta go low. Just you have to go to parts that they want you to go into just to be accepted. And you have to remember the Emmys and the Oscars; those are all run by white people. And for you to get into that, oh. And, and you're going to have to sleep with a lot of people. But you know what? There's a movie that was called Eyes Wide Shut. And there was a director that wrote that movie. And um, I don't remember the director's name, but that one that wrote that with Tom Cruise was in, basically that director was killed. And the reason why he was killed, because he exposed what white people was doing behind closed doors. And so they don't mind exposing a black person but they don't want to expose the white person what they were doing behind closed doors. And it's also the different type of jewelries people wear, like Beyonce and stuff, they were the jewelries that they wear. I don't think you realize that some of the jewelry she wears, it has um it has demons on it and stuff. And there's certain companies that make those type of jewelry and so when people wear it, you don't you don't realize that those jewelry is um made from people that 
do not made from people that um that are in the same call as they are in. But just a little bit, I just wanted to go into that. Yeah, one one last thing. Let me say one last thing. You know, thing is about it, man. It's like I don't. Even, I didn't even come out and say uh, white people this. It just it just understood and known that they control all industry. You have to you have to think, man. That Lee Daniels, okay, he put together a great cast of people, but you have to understand for a guy like him with ideas, there has to be somebody funding him money or funding him opportunity. So the thing for him to do that, you have to you 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 know who's funding him, you know, and, and the thing about it on 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 uh, all scales of the uh, industry, you have to look at the fact, man, that you would never really have no more than probably I can't name no more than three top black actors that are banging at the same time. And what I'm trying to say, banging, I'm talking about really putting out movies at the same time. It's always maybe you one person that's doing real well consistently. You know, then after a while he'll burn out, then there'll be another guy. But what I'm trying to say is you have to look at the roles that we play. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and see, he put Bowie in, in, in a very bad position because he's not, he don't have that much. But fire him from CSI, and for him speaking out against that, that shows that Hollywood say, hey, you don't speak about that. You speak about that, or we're gonna take care of you because you're speaking about us. Exactly. So they, so they so they fired him for that. And now he's gonna put him in a position where he's gonna have to be real thirsty, and he's gonna try to accept and try to do anything he can to keep his money afloat. But what I'm trying to say is though is that. It's it's real, man. They 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 own everything. They own everything, and everything that goes has to come through them. And there's a lot of stuff that goes. That's why people do independent movies right now, you know, because they don't want to deal with Hollywood. Hollywood is full of shit, you know. And Lee Daniels, yeah, he's full of shit. He got a Lee Daniels got a gay superhero movie coming out. Hey, that's something. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what I'm trying to say, man. It's run, it's run by them. It's run by them. You're just saying the words. It's run by them, and, and you and just they, they and are, you have to get funded. How are you going to get funded say, for me, what you really want to do to have a movie let me say, out? Let me say this one last thing. I'll be done with mm-hmm. They're not going to allow any man, any black man, that is a black man with any strength or any that's not compromising, they're not going to deal with that. You have to be a gay or you have to be some type of gender guy who who's kind of like Don Lemon. He's he's openly gay. You know, Lee Daniels, he's openly gay. You know, you have to be that kind of way guy. You have to be a guy who kind of looks those long. Pharrell, he's a nice guy, but he, he he's not really he's not really against the grain. He's not against the grain. He's just a he's nice gay. guy. And what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is those guys, they're going to weave out. That's why Bow Wow, saying what he said, they're going to weave those guys out. They don't want that. If you're, let me tell you something. In Hollywood, you have to. There's master. There's puppeteers because there's people that are thirsty just to be out there, and there's always going to be people that's going to want that spotlight. The more you want it, the more the more they can make fun of our culture. Okay. Man, come on, a gay superhero. Yeah. And there is, it's completely, they're all gay. They're all gay in Hollywood, and in the music industry as well too. It's gay. And I heard, and I heard from people that used to be in, in 
back in the days and was in um in famous groups and stuff and they said that they have there's gay parties and stuff and they say you wouldn't believe it. An amount of drugs, they say you wouldn't believe it. But hey, if you wanna be if you wanna be on top you gotta you gotta sleep with a lot of people to be on top. And the first person you have to sleep with is the person that's gonna sponsor you and that's the white man. Felicia I'm sorry Richard to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm just Mrs. being honest. Mrs. Huxtable, Felicia Richard, is, is on a uh, having a new show coming up this fall, and of okay. course she has to play someone's gay girlfriend. And this is Mrs. Huxtable. Oh Mrs. wow, Huxtable she's going low too. Oh shit! <laughs> this is really that's mm. really bothering me. Well, here again, you know, I understand what Juan is saying on the damned if you do, don't, if you don't factor. But you you have to understand at the same time that, I mean, there's a different different type of, of lynching that goes on. And there's a different type of thought process that goes on. And I'm all for the productive person that wants to accomplish something, just like I'm adverse to people that don't want to do anything productive. But when a man makes a simple statement saying that I hope that I can foster blacks wanting to do positive roles that he just defecated on, yank you get the ranting and raving over this basically this nighttime soap opera that Empire is. I mean, Timberland's in the background mixing up some dope-ass cuts. I don't take nothing away from the creative process. But I guess it up here again, it's just like listening to music. It's all depends mm-hmm. on what your eyes and your ears and, 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 and what it more or less appeals to you. Uh-huh. A, lot of the gay overtone, a lot of the gay overtone stuff that they have that goes on with the show I have to I have to go and take my own commercial break and, and, and grab something to eat out the out the kitchen or whatever because that's just not what I want to do. But that's somebody else's somebody else's comfort zone. But when you start to compare that scenario and saying that it's you know it's like black folks and saying that hello you see tons you see hey, hey Juan we're here. Oh, and, and, we, and you see, you see tons of articles. Okay, he'll be back in a moment. And you see tons of articles in which we look at ourselves and unflattering scenarios. Or we look at tons of articles in which we're kind of displaced, like we don't have enough class to take our own roles, and we can't even speak the truth. You claim diversity, but it stops on the doorstep of gayness. You, you claim diversity, but when we, one of us speaks up, and not in a threatening tone or, or something negative. You guys heard me read that stuff a little while ago. There was nothing negative that Chad Moss had to say. Um, and it's crazy. You're back, Watt. But there's, there's nothing negative that Chad Moss had to say. You're back. Uh, there's, there's, there's nothing. I mean, I, I was really trying to analyze and search what it's for. But to blame a market share in your CBS on something that was said about a show on another network, and by the way, he wasn't just coming out doing this. I, 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 where I, where I were impatient with by the system, 
and by the alleged dominated society is when you ask me a question and I answer that question and you, you give me a hall pass and send me to the principal's office, next thing you know I'm being sent home, so to speak. That's problematic to me because you, 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 you claim diversity, you, you scream of, of, of how equal we are and how diverse we are, but it gets shut off unless it's your agenda. And I still say that anything that's accepted, adopted, or done overboard in this society is done by the people that allegedly feel that they're in charge of everything. I mean, we all we all claim that we want to be equal, and for and for the, and for the black man in America, his freedom of speech is probably the most important thing that he has because for four hundred and and thirty five years, or thirty yeah, for more than thirty five years, and 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 only being able to since eighteen sixty five, which I guess is two hundred and thirty. What is it? 6018 20 yeah only 165 years of being able to actually have a voice actually being able to speak because your 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 first amendment rights are your most important yet you get judged fired and squelched with a squelch button on that Juan, I want you to go ahead and pick up on what you were the point you were trying to make earlier because I don't want to shut that out because I try to this, this is kind of a journalism thing where you have to listen to both sides. Journalism one-on-one says you have to, you know, quantify and listen to both sides. What exact point were you making earlier? Well, I mean, the the the, the band if you do, the band if you don't statement was made was that I was trying to make at that point was the fact that we just we sit we as a society. Okay, I granted. Now he came out and said that his purpose for the show was this. But you talk. I mean, you have to hand it to him. At least a black man put a TV show, uh, uh, put something that people are watching on television. May it may not necessarily be something that you like to watch, but it's a realistic point. Because yes, there are some things that are put out there, like Jamal being gay in the show, and that being in in reality of hip hop or whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call it, the industry. But he does talk, he does touch on other realistic subjects other than just that. Agreed. Agreed? I mean what y'all say? Don't I, well, I, I, I know <laughs> I'm just letting you I'm just letting you talk on. It, 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 is a realistic, it is a realistic subject matter and a lot of stuff that's going on. The relationship between the, the young men and their fathers uh, and, and, and dealing with situations and, and you know, the, the disgruntled wife who comes back after 16 years of being locked away. There is some, there is some, some, some stuff in there, but that's what he should have left it at. But, but here again, I'm not the creator of the show, so I can't tell that man where to leave and stuff. Plus, he probably told me to get lost. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, he, he's, he, he puts it out there that he has to rehabilitate. How the hell can you rehabilitate? That's like he, he, we're trying to rehabilitate you in the back to being heterosexual. Well, you know what, Sue? Go ahead. Well, you know what, Sue, I can definitely say is that 
if he is showing the audience and talking about gay stuff to the audience, you as a parent needs to know, do you want your child to watch? Whether your child wants to be gay or not, that's up to the parents and talking to conversation with their children. But you have to remember that that type of conduct that's on TV, do you want your children to watch that? You know, people don't watch, don't control what their kids watch on TV too much, you know? And what he puts out there, do you want your children to be influenced by it? So, I mean, you have a you point know. there, granted, that's a, that's a valid point. I got another question. I got, I, got, I, got, I got another question. I, want to, I got a question. Okay. What empire? And okay, it's realistic. It has some. It has some. It has some realistic to it because you know they actually do it. There's some similarities. But what I'm trying to say is, at this time when we speak right now in the state of music industry, what black empires in the industry right now? No one. Now let me, now, now now let me touch on something too. Because we talked about Lee Daniels. Okay. But did you also hear that there was a statement put out there by P. Diddy that the show Empire was related to his life in the sense of what happened with Bunky and all that other stuff? That stuff that was being covered up. Yeah, like like, like I said, like I said. A long time. I know. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I don't want to cut you off, but what I'm saying, like I said before, there are some influences in the film, no doubt about it. There's a lot because the film was there. There's a lot of influence, hustle and flow, and P Diddy with Bunky and all. That. I mean, it's a lot of similarities in that. You know, P Diddy and Lee Daniels, they know each other. They did work before. But what I'm trying to say is, what empire right now is going on in the industry, music industry right now? What black empire is going on right now? There is none. Jay Z control. Jay Z pretty much controls that. And I well, guess who controls Jay Z? The white man. Sorry to hurt your feelings. It's, but it's true. It's true. You know, the white man can make all his funds go away out of his bank account. Make 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 a big story about him in the tabloid. And make everybody not like JC anymore. You know they can control the tabloid. Do you know that? Yeah, they control the news. They control other things. Okay, they, they can they can make him and Beyonce look like they today they can be famous and tomorrow they can be garbage. And it all takes from whatever they whatever they want to go put out there. And believe me, what they say on the news, people are going to believe. And they're going to hire people that said that it's true. So that makes it worse. Yeah. Okay. But your question was what Empire is in what how is Empire into in the industry today? And it is because everyone always relates back to Jay Z being the boss. Pretty much he comes out with the best music. What well not the best music but the best beats and all that other stuff and everybody wants to Work with him on stuff. At least that's what happened when he first came out. Now it's the whole the industry's just in a toss up. But again, to answer your question, I would say Jay Z relates most to it 
and Diddy when he first started. Well, as you as you know that both of them, they're always gonna be big famous people, but do you realize that do you realize all those people that work with them in the beginning doesn't work with them anymore? You know why? Because they didn't do they didn't sleep with people like they did to get to where they were. And that's the that's the dirtiest thing about the industry is that people don't want to accept that. Unless you do stuff like Flossie G does and write your own stuff and make and put out your own material, your own self that is that it's yours, then that I can say that that right there, that that I like. But for them, they they did stuff with people for years. They're not men. Well, I have no respect for them. That's sort of concern. I don't have no respect for them. And even Beyonce, they they she has to sleep with people just to be on top where she is, just to get those hits and everything. I mean, but the millions and millions. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no argument with it. Does it happen? Yeah, is there something? Now, they don't want you to think about stuff like that. They don't want you to know about stuff like that. Even Little Wayne and them. Some some people would call it the Illuminati, and other people would call it the white man. So, yeah, they got to do that. They have to they have to do a lot of things to get to where they are, but the most the the most impactful thing that's come out of this show is that the relation that Diddy put out publicly that the show mm-hmm. that the show relates to his realistic life, which leads you to believe that the rumors that were always being spread about him killing the whole Biggie and Tupac thing. That, that must have been true because the guy who was killed on the show resembled a lot of Biggie, looked a lot like Biggie, but didn't have Biggie's name. I wonder will he claim the so gayness he, portion too? Some people that say that about him too. Huh? I wonder if he'll accept the gayness portion too because there's been a lot of talk out there that. Uh, you know, he he might have a little suspect chicken going on in himself there that uh, kind of makes you wonder, saying, you know, what be, what all it is that, that he that is saying be, that uh, he's part I of. I mean, that, that, that to me is an admission of guilt. That means that he is openly admitted to it, yet he's not being put in jail at all. And he that first happened after the whole Bunky incident. Wow. And no one that got swept underneath the rug. Ain't nobody look at it. Nobody looked into it either. Because they've never found the people who actually killed Biggie or Tupac. You, you, you might think you might think that I'm crazy, but and it's just it's just, it's just good thought. But I've often thought that both of those guys were responsible for the demise of their artists. Because Tupac was definitely talking about leaving Suge and starting his own thing, and uh-huh. say what they want to say. I think that, that Tupac was used as a shield. If Tupac is trying to get into the back seat and he sees the guns coming up, 
and you hold him in place, and from where the wounds came in at, it just kind of makes you wonder if he used that brother as a shield. And then you look at all these things, bad things that have been happening to him lately. I mean, from him now claiming that diabetes has completely taken over his life and that, uh, you know, uh, he's, you know, going blind in one eye and stuff. He, He never mentioned any of this stuff when he was out on the street. What's even more crazy is the fact that the guy that he supposedly ran over and did that to was it would go back to Training Day again. He was an the act, an actor from Training Day, the one that stood up to Denzel at the end of the movie, and told him and and, and held a gun on Denzel and told him uh, that he wasn't going to allow him to to flee the scene or whatever to pay the Russians or whatever. It was that guy, and there's just a lot of stuff that's coming out. I just think that that these two um, these two may have had something to to do with both of their artists. I mean, both of you guys are in the same car as Pac and Biggie. Both of you guys survived. Now, I'm ex-military. And I'm telling you, if, if machine gun fire is coming at you, you're not going to just get barely nicked. And, yeah, well, and, and, you know, I'm going to cut you off, but I'm going to say about Diddy, Diddy. You're right about Diddy, man. Diddy, Diddy had a, a long, long, long history of artists that just get started, but then after mm-hmm. a while, they just, they just burn out and die. They, they, you don't even know what happened to them. They just disappear. I mean, Craig Mack, he had a good hit. He's gone. You talk about uh, so many acts he had. I mean, there's a lot of guys, man. I can name a whole He had list. a lot of talented people. But dudes just fell off, man. I mean, dudes just fell off. A lot of cats, man. What's that group, man? It was one dude. One dude was rapping, man. I forgot his name. He was good, man. But he, uh, something happened about he committed, he, he claimed he did it, he killed someone or something like that. And then I ain't heard from him since. Oh, oh you're talking about I mean, Black Rob. Yeah, G-Dep. G-Dep. No, no, G-Dep. I'm talking about G-Dep or something like that. Not Black Rob. That's another Black Rob just disappeared, too. I'm talking about G-Dep. You remember uh, G, uh, man. Oh, no, I don't remember him. Hold up, man. Hold up, hold up, man. I'm going to this guy's name. But it's a lot of guys, man. It's a lot of guys, man. He had a song called Special Delivery, man. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, but anybody dealing with Diddy, man, has a short career. That was a dude. That was a light-skinned dude. Paul his, Paul his, yeah, I remember Paul a his. contract, too. You know, he's a, he knows how to make a contract look like he can get more and you get little. He's a very yeah, greedy a, man. And then he comes back and he's the only one he's the only one with the album out. <laughs> he's the only one with the label. Everybody else goes through it. If you really put the pieces together, if you really, really sit back and put all the pieces together, when you when all the sin and done out of that whole mess that happened with mm-hmm. Death Row and and bad boy with that whole incident. The only two people that survived the whole incident itself and the whole West Coast East. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy. Both both of the both of the moguls survived, but both of the artists died. I think they called up. You know, a lot of people don't want to admit it. Go ahead, say it, baby. Cash was both Geminis, but Pop. Oh, I didn't know that. Well. Yeah, 
Pac and Big were friends. And when, yeah, when, when they had that when they had that short show, I think it was in Atlanta, and Pac and Biggie came face to face with each other, Big asked him, Man, what's up with all this beeping and stuff that's going on with you? Between me and you. Tupac said, Look, man, I'm just saying what I gotta say to make some money. I'm doing what this man tell me to do. I'm getting ready to get out of this contract. You know, I'm getting ready to be out of this. These two are friends. And I think that, that, that there was a call behind the scenes, made behind these two gentlemen, where both of these guys said, you know what, um, I ain't got my field, got my money. You know, you you know, you know, you didn't got your money. We need to exterminate these two cats. Big, go, big goes all the way out to California in Shug Knight's territory. And it is found that the guys that murked this, this this brother were were blood gang members. One was a former Oregon Oregon Duck student, and the other one, you know, was you know uh, part of LAPD, and they're murdered on Suge Knight's territory. And it's almost like instead of diary for a mad black woman, it was a diagnosis and diary for murder. Because both guys were killed on the West Coast. Now, for Big to come all the way out there, and of course, you know, this is what I was saying about Chad Moss earlier, you're a product of either a benefit, benefactor, or a victim of your own success. Both of these guys ended up dying basically in Suge Knight territory. Suge Knight told Tupac it was too hot outside for him to have his bulletproof vest on, so the one night he takes his vest off, He's murdered, and it's a known fact that Tupac was going to get together with, uh, you know, had a death row east coming up, and Suge was probably afraid of that, just like he's afraid of going to jail now. Um, and then you turn around, and there's already a death row west. He was threatened by that. Plus, it was known that Pac was going to take and join, take his outlaws and get the hell out of Dodge. And the one, and the one kid from uh, the outlaws who saw what happened and knew who did it was killed right after Tupac was. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious if, if they quit playing around and tap dancing around and, and playing with this thing, we already know who the, who the two guys were responsible for these guys' uh, demise. And they're both, like I said, they were walking around for a long time. But Suge Knight ended up getting knocked out by a woman because there was a woman that actually started death row, and the court system gave her $108 million, which basically broke death row down as a company. Unfortunately, Dre was able to slide out of there, although he's been kind of weird on some shit, too. Hey, look, we're going to take a short <laughs> break, and, and when we come back, we're going to talk about Snoop Dogg working on Minister Society, the remake again. I wish these guys would be more original in Hollywood. Uh, Chris Brown gets his assault charge uh, over the Rihanna incident at the Grammys uh, dropped and dismissed. And um, we're going to talk about Shiv Knight. You know, he has a pretty good acting career going. He collapses after he hears, you know, what's going to happen to him so far as his court step. I'm only going to play two songs, and then we're going to come. I'm only, there it is. I'm only going to play two songs, and then we're going to come right back. This is, uh, you know, Flossie Jeezy's show worldwide. Uh, it's uh, What's Poppin' Sick. And we're going to do this every Sunday morning if y'all want to, because there's always something going on from the week before. This will be our uh, our Meet the Press. We'll talk about things that happen every week. 
it's just a, it's just a good way for me to get back with my online family and, and get it back in. Like I say, I play all kind of music here, jazz, you know, uh, old school uh, hip-hop, you name it, I pretty much play it. But I think I'm going to uh, play one of Jaton's special free and sugar rage jams here real quick. <laughs> I think you'll like it. I hope you guys love it. This is Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide with Sugar Ray, uh, Miss New York, and my main man, Juan Martinez. We'll be back in a few. If the song plays. <laughs> we can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keep turning, our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on growing. Keep on soaking up game. If something ain't working, don't be afraid to change. Nobody know it all as soon as you think you do, that's when you fall. We got to do more to survive, we must evolve, things change. Just when you think you've seen it all, we trip, we stumble, but we get back in stride. Each day, all the way, one step at a time. Don't want to let my ego and pride make me blind. The elders say when you stop growing, that's when you die. The one who gets the knowledge is the one who asks why. Through the course of life, you gon' taste some humble pie, but I love it. It makes me appreciate the things that I take for granted. Gaining insight and understanding Each one teach one We got to pass it on Keep doing the knowledge Building and adding on With faith in the assumption That nobody knows everything But everybody knows Keep something Keep on learning It's soaking up game We gon' make mistakes We gon' go through some things Keep on growing Keep on soaking up game If something ain't working The more you know, the more you know you don't know. And if you don't know, there's more you can know than you won't grow. What you don't know can hurt you. Discipline is a virtue. Gotta ask the right questions or else you go in the cycles and cycles and spirals. Information is viral. It's infectious. It's contagious. And how you going through stages like the night. You don't believe that. No, we didn't do that. Then reality said and there's no dispute in the facts. Yo, I'm sorry if I woke you up. But when I open up, it's like I'm smoking. But I'm high off the people. Watch me soak it up. Huey said the best education is observation and participation. Study. How the people be related Different points of views Turn bad news to good news See it's kinda like some shoes Cause I got to make you move Treat it like organic food Make it something you can chew Information you can use Make it something you can do You don't know When you let go of your ego You free from all illusion Big Can't make moves in confusion Don't look for conflict man Always look for the solution My pop said humility is a sign of wisdom But to really soak it in Now that's a different kind of listening See man sharp man And every day is another lesson 
And it's not failure when you learn, man. It's a blessing. And as the Buddha says, nothing lasts forever. We gotta manage our expectations. The less we crave, the less we suffer. In this way, we awaken. Right understanding, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, right focus. Keep soaking. Soak it up. Keep on learning.
you know, the playback always sounds better. <laughs> it's your boy, Floppy Jeezy, Sunday morning. Now, afternoon, you know, what's poppin' six? You know, say what my maid man, Sugar Ray Robinson, and Miss New York, Miss JT, in the house along with us. So, uh, man, oh, man, you know, <laughs> this is some good stuff today, man. Y'all, y'all, oh, my y'all, gosh. Y'all I love you play my song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's my song. Y'all oh, Sugar Ray was on the line. I'm like, like, oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> so I go ahead and keep it simple. He's on the line, so you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, baby, Sugar Ray, boy. I'm so glad to have talked to two of y'all, boy. It's been a big dry spot. I'll I, 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 I try to keep it soft and wet next time. You know, it's just, I was dry, dry shooting for a bit of days. Get the real show yeah. back home. Uh, back it up. <laughs> man, oh, man. Feels like family, man. Loving that, man. Loving it to death. Let's see what we got here. It seems, on, on, on hopefully on a good note, looks like they're moving uh, Bobby Christina, you know what I'm saying, uh, to a rehab facility. And hopefully they can they can get it together on that because, you know what I'm saying, that's, that, that's a, a very, very sad situation. And I'm just hoping and praying that they get a chance to work things out. I noticed that I saw her husband on on Dr. Field, and as you know, that is never a good sign when you see, um, you know, um, you know, uh, somebody on Dr. Field being analyzed over some, you know, you know, kind of a psycho kind of problems going on and stuff. That's not a, that's not mm-hmm. a good look right there. You wow, know? I didn't even know that. Yeah, she's been moved from Emory University Hospital in Georgia to an undisclosed location. So, you know, Bobby, um, I'm praying for Bobby Brown and, and for them folks down there to, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, find some kind of uh, cure for this sister and hopefully, you know, bring her bring her back. And I tell you, this is she just, still unconscious? She's still unconscious as we speak. But, wow. you know, hopefully... Yeah, tell me about it. Hopefully we can get her, you know, her her back in the groove and uh you know, back in here with us and stuff. That's 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 really um it's really incredible, man. Really really horrible to see this kind of kind of thing going on to such a sweet person. So Yeah, I would great. definitely pray for her and you know what? That's another thing too. Like I can definitely say what my daughter been through. I can definitely say that people Please do not commit suicide or don't try anything to commit suicide because it's not worth it. You know, when there, I have a baby that was planning to live and you want to end your, end your life, please just think, just do something positive, do something different, do, do something with your time. Don't end your life. That's all I want to say. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, that's big time right there, sis. I mean, and life, life is short enough and have has enough problems, but, you know, God gave you your life. You know, I'm sure he doesn't want you, you know, taking your life. I see a lot of my Muslim brothers out there, you know what I'm saying, over in these different countries, you know, killing themselves and doing all, all manner of, of crazy stuff out here. And that, that's not really the way it should be meant to go. You know, it says right there in the, in the Quran that if you kill yourself, you can't go to the next level. You know, don't 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 kill yourself. 
don't harm yourself because you you are indeed you know God's gift. So I mean, let's let's let's, let's keep it rolling and moving like that. You don't want to you don't see bad things happen. Well, it says here Snoop is working with Minister Society Director Alan Hughes. It says here Minister Society Director has worked with RZA on the Fox show, gang, uh, you know, gang-related, and had a rough chronicle of the late Tupac Now he's scheduled to team up with Snoop Dogg. Um, Hughes, whose credits include From Hill, Dead Presidents, you know, American Pimp, will be working with Snoop and the upcoming family drama, HBO, Deadline. Uh, uh, it says here that... Um, well, you know, it broke the news Friday that it was down. Evidently, it was, it was written by Rodney Barnes, you know, the, of the Boondock, everybody hates Chris. And directed by Hughes, the untitled drama is set in the early 1980s in Los Angeles and centers on a family who seemingly, um, still see here, uh, idyllic life is turned upside down by a collision of their uh, community American politics. The drama took autobiographical elements of life as a long California product who came of age when gangbanging hip hop music and crack cocaine all spilled on the Southern uh, California scene. So uh, here again, Scott Barnes perfectly, uh, previously worked on the Boondocks. Um, you know, as, as the characters in 2007 episode, the story thug nipples. So <laughs> that's to be some good stuff, man. I'm always glad to see Snoop in the, in the game, keep it rolling. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's good to see it, keep it moving. You know, we 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 need more shows. But Sugar Ray, that, that from that from the theme, it almost sounds like what you said earlier. And by the way, you were spot on with that, in which. We continue to kind of see um, some roles out there that kind of keep us rather pigeonholed. Now, if you're a guy like Snoop, um, does that actually fit the the, uh, the mantra so far as this society is concerned, or are they just more or less trying to, you know, keep him in a, in a, in a pocket hole? What do, you, what do you think about this series? Well, I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing you right now. It's a lot of brushing and thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> if you're brushing your hair back there, you're going to have to wait a few more minutes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, man. What, do you think about, what do you think about this new role that Snoop's coming up with here? You know what I'm saying? More, more of the same kind of stuff, or is it something that, that uh, is a comfort zone for Snoop doing this this kind of show? Well, I like I like Snoop, man. You know, Snoop, Snoop, Snoop has... Um, I like Snoop because he he's a guy who who always gives back to his community and he always do a lot for the for the community and he, and he care about kids man he do a lot for kids so I know his heart is in the right place and I know he's trying to bring in bring in you know money and I can't see Snoop doing anything outside of what he's doing right now. that's the only thing that basically that would basically get him to where he is you know. Um, you know, I mean that's just, that's 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 what that's what um that's what we're allowed to do. I'm so with you. What, so that's what we have to do, you know what I'm saying? And he had to continue bringing the bread in 
you know, and and, 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 and you know, back back to Lee Daniels, I'm not knocking him, but I mean, I'm just saying, it's just one of those things, man, is that we just basically have our, you know, it's only so far how we can go and what we can do and Snoop doing what he can do, and that's good, and that's, that's pretty good, get the huge brothers back and mix, and that's good, man, so I mean, I ain't knocking that, man, that's cool. But he does a lot for the community, too. What do you think about that, Juan? Uh, I think it's pretty deep. I, I haven't really heard too much of what was going on. I've been, I apologize, but we in the middle of throwing a birthday party. So as you can imagine, oh, it's kind of. Well, you with the hair brushing over there. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I'm over, no, I'm over here at, uh, I'm, I'm over here at Greater Atlanta Healing Temple in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, they're doing a birthday party in the hall, in the, the fellowship hall. So. Yeah. Okay. That that if you if you don't hear me talking, I'm here. I'm just listening right about now, I, and I'm still reminiscing on the whole Shrek Knight thing from before. Cause I really think he did it. I think they both did it, but I, I, give me a recap of what happened. <laughs> Cause you know, I heard you know, Ray talking at the end. Can I, can I say some of that Shrek Knight right quick? I yeah. have a, I have a I have a real real reliable source that I talk to on a daily basis that works at Long Beach Memorial Center out there in California. And Suge Knight comes there a lot. In fact he was just there um he told me he was there like earlier this week. He was in you know in the hospital. He comes he comes on a regular basis by the hospital. So just food with thought. Cause he she texted me and said, "Hey, hey sir." He said, "Sugar, nice here." I said, "Okay." I said, "Tell him." I said, "Tell him." And what I told, him, I said, "Tell him hi. You owe me some money." <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm walking my dog, tell. so you might hear a little bit of breeze. No, as you put it. Yeah, you don't want to. That's the one thing. The one person you don't want to tell that they owe you money is Sugar, because apparently <laughs> anyone who messes with him or. <laughs> Or his people in the six feet under, so that's not. Or underneath the of his yeah. Do you know that yeah, his know. baby mama, um, Chick Knight's baby mama, is Mitchell Al from um, she's on that diva show, Ella Ella yeah, Diva, and um, Michelle Yeah. That is his baby mama, and she has a baby, and her baby father, and she has a second baby father, which is Dr. Dre. You imagine two powerful men like that? You can never date somebody like that. The thing, the thing, the thing that it's funny you should mention that because she was on on the show this week talking about how both of those guys beat her butt. You know what I mean? Really? When she, when she was with. And it's like, wow. uh, yeah, it's like that's 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 some that type of stuff right there. I, w- I wasn't gonna get back in for that mission when I first opened up the show, but uh, yeah, that's 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 some some, some crazy jump wild kind of kind of flavor right there, you know. <laughs> that's, that's 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 kind of a rough setup when you get get all that machismo floating around. Evidently, uh, I, I gotta I gotta bring this up. I gotta be up here, up here for a second. I gotta, I'm gonna go back and find that story because it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty horrible setup right there. 
with a mm-hmm. going through some uh, psychotherapy right now behind dealing with those two guys. And uh let me get it real quick. Let me see if I can bring this back up for us. But just to see that that's how powerful Shignite is. You know? Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's that's exactly why you don't that's that's you gotta be careful who you mess with over there in that in that little neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, but they mentioned on the upset alert, Michigan State number uh, number seven seed knocks off uh, Virginia number two. So uh, as the as the brackets continue to fall where they may. <laughs> boy oh boy. Let's see if I can get this. There we are. There we are. Let's scroll down to this bad boy here. Crazy business here. So I can... Oh, there it is. Come on now. That's not, and then you get a mouse that's kind of kind of, kind of squirrely. <laughs> I guess you'd call that a, a squirmy there. But you know what, both men are, if you think about it, with P. Diddy and Suge Knight together, they're both powerful men. I think they probably worked together when they were when they wanted to eliminate people. Do you think so, I mean, but I think that that, I think that that would be, I think that would actually be factual. I think that that is something that's very doable, that's something that's very possible that could have happened. Because of who they are and what they have and who they have at their disposal, at their disposal. Because like you said before, a lot of big men, a lot of people who did one-hit wonders ended up disappearing. Yeah. And they were talented. You can't just go ghost. They were talented. And you know now people use a lot of, um, yeah, you know people use a lot of auto-tune now. It's not about your voice anymore or how good you are. Yeah. It's about how low mm-hmm. can you go. Check this out. So be, here. Hey, guys, I'm right here. I'm, I, you guys aren't going to hear me. I'm going to put you guys on mute, but I'm here. Okay, I'm still great. listening. Okay. Right. So it's here in 2012, a nine-year study by the Bureau of Justice to take this back. Tongue tied today. It says a, a nine year study by the Bureau of Justice statistics concluded that intimate partner violence accounted 21% of all victims committed by immediate family members in America. said so R&B Divas cast member uh, and hey, director, former artist Michelle Lay, says she was uh, one of the ones victimized in a relationship with both. Dr. Gray and Chip Knight. She said, I do remember the first time when he hit me and when he gave me a black eye, he laid in bed and he cried until they said of Dr. Gray. There's an interview with Angela Lee and DJ He said, I'm really sorry. I think that's the only time he said he was sorry. Um, he said, I'll never hit you in that eye again. Years later, when I was talking to my friend, I thought, he said, yeah. She said he wasn't going to hit me in that eye, so he started to hit me in the other eye. Whoa. That, that sounds horrible. 
Pleasant says here, Michelle Lay also suffered a dislocated jaw later in a relationship with Suge Knight. She credited for psychological therapy. Uh, excuse me. She was credited psychological therapy as the key to uh, living a functional lifestyle after the relationship. I got, I got, I got a question. The therapy is really good, so I'm kind of sticking uh, with the therapy she had it. Sometimes you have to go back and understand okay. why you are the way you are. I never thought that was true, but uh, then they connect that for you. She said, and I never saw that. She said, why did I date the same kind of men? It says, you look for the same kind of men. A lot of it comes from being a child in your household, and what you see, you put it to your subconscious. And that's that's true. You know, this young lady that was on the phone once, uh, we were talking to her, and before things got out of control, there was a lot of abuse in her family. And uh, she, she, uh, as a grown woman, kind of close like a sister for me, uh, she suffered many relationships where there was a lot of weird and physical abuse in it. And of course, that's never a good thing. And, and I always no, say, and make, I always make claims to the fact that when I was a younger man, um, I was that kind of a coward in my relationship, you know. But, you know, 30 years later, you know, next month, you know, um, I, I made a complete transition move from that because, you know, the one time I did it, I felt um, about an inch big, and no man should ever feel that way or put himself in a position to make anyone else feel that way. And when it comes down to women, you got to leave the room. you got to leave the room. you got to get somewhere, and I can quit because one, one bad incident and, and anger multiplied is definitely not a good thing at all. So. Yeah, and you know what, Fawcett, I'm glad you said that because, you know, the men that are listening to the show right now, they'll they'll understand they're young. Instead of being a big ahead about it, they can actually go and take a walk, you know? Right. Everything's not going to get yeah. resolved. The situation's not going to get resolved by, talk, by, by um, talking it out. If you're too hot and bothered, take a walk. Yeah. Because you, look you, at Ray you Rice. Can't be, you can't be so angry that you don't, you can't think uh, functionally correct. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy some of the stuff that goes on. Uh huh. You know what? It definitely is. And um, and look how Ray Rice. What happened to him? I thought he would lose his career because of the craziness that happened in the elevator. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Very good point. Uh-oh. There's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on out here that doesn't necessarily have to go down. Okay. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The mind goes to crazy places, and when you and when you mix that 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 uh, that hot blend of of tea and and, and anger, and, or with some ovals used to say, piss and orange juice, you got a you got a, you got a bad area and a bad a bad situation going there. The people can get seriously hurt, and you know when when a man is upset, he doesn't know how much strength he has 
If he's upset enough, you could kill somebody and 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 two lives in at the same time. Oh, that's so, true. You're absolutely you right about that. And you know what? Sometimes, careful. but you know what? Too sometimes, sometimes women think they can beat up men, and sometimes that doesn't work out. And true. you know. It's like, like you said, sometimes they strength when they're angry. You know, people say people become more stronger. So sometimes it's just best to just leave the situation alone. You know? I mean, I mean, and, and then you're exactly right about what they see when they're little and they're, they're at home, what they learn at home, if they see their parents arguing, if they see their parents fighting, they see a domestic violence. They pick up on that and think it's okay to do. You are so angry. And you, you can't always say spot. it's not the man, like the little boy, because a man to see that stuff. A woman sees that stuff too as a child and think it's okay to yell at a man like the way how she see her mother, her grandma was yelling at the man. You know? That's how this sister was. Oh. She, she sits up here and she, she goes through just going through a scenario and a situation in which she was she was taking abuse and and, and uh you know, staying with these guys. I mean, got cracked upside the head with a ceramic bowl and, and everything else and I'm like, you know, how come you don't leave this guy? How come you know, whatever? Well, you know, I love him and I care for him and blah 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 and Starts trying to, you know, draw comparisons, you know, because uh-huh. I would talk to her about, about my relationship from time to time, and they try to draw comparisons to that. I'm like, well, the difference is is that nobody's getting beat down over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, no, you can't compare, you know, apples and oranges unless you're making up some kind of, uh, you know, drink or something, you know, uh-huh. heavy on alcohol because, you know, I mean, that's, that, that, that's crazy to to, to to just sit there and, and allow that to continue to happen over and over That's again. True. You got to know when to pull plug, man, on bad situations. You're absolutely right. You got to know when you got to pull plug, and you got to know if this is the right situation for me. Because yeah. you got to think about it yourself. You go and you argue with your lady, and you go and start fist fighting or whatever. When you're hot behind, go to jail, right? Who's going to bail you out? Your woman going to bail you out, the one you beat up? You know? That's and a whole lot of hope. About it. And then you think about mm-hmm. it, when you have a record, how are you supposed to get a job when they see they have domestic violence on your record? You think they're going to really want to hire you, even though you are a good candidate for the job? Stuff like that, all that mm-hmm. plays a role, you know? Yeah, she'll bail you out after, after she... Uh... Cleans up from you, from from being with your best friend or whatever to, to get back mm-hmm. here. <laughs> I mean, that's being facetious, but I understand totally what you're saying. It's a it's a serious subject and it's and it's ugly stuff. You know, we've we've done um, you know, as you know, domestic violence uh, domestic violence shows and where people. Uh, I guess you can't call it domestic violations because you're violating people when you're. When you're when you know that your strength level is a lot higher than mm-hmm. theirs, yet, yet you persist in areas where you where you shouldn't, and it's unfortunate when you see that happening. But when unfortunately it, it, it happens, you know, far too often to, to be to be counted. It's unfortunate that you know some of us fellas still haven't figured that one out yet. I mean, 
That's why I'm going to you're 400 pounds, you ain't got no business sitting on no woman. No, you don't. Yeah. Sure. He might weigh more sure. than 300 pounds. Yeah. Wow. No ch- children either, for that matter. I mean, that's just, that's, I don't know. That's, that's, that's something that, that I'm sure that people have to work out in, in their own minds and hearts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and that's definitely true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, but, you know, uh, I, I heard your boy uh, Denzel Washington is supposed to be showing up, you know, in, in the uh, in that uh, new program over there, Empire, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, was a lot, there was a lot of stuff left open over there, so it <laughs> should be pretty interesting to interesting to watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy business that's happening, but... And you know what? I definitely I did not watch the show, but you know, just hearing what all the I have nothing, I have no problem with gay people at all. Um, do I have plans to gay? Absolutely. But also yeah. the fact is I won't judge their lifestyle, you know. But when you know you're playing on TV and stuff like that, you have to remember like um, basically um. You know, you put no stereotypes about black people. And, you know, it's not, you know, and I hear it's a lot of people that watch that show. You know, actually people that have big families that actually sit there and watch that show. And I can say that it just depends on whether or not what you watch from it, is it going to teach you anything? Is it going to teach your children anything? Or do you want them to know that stuff? You know, I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why I spend so much time watching classic movies or or, or making music or developing shows that we can down on and discuss mm-hmm. things with. There's a lot of stuff on TV that, no matter what the color is and that persuasion and stuff like that. Um, it's just it's just not the thing that really waste your time on trying to watch. Cause, I mean I mean if there's really no in, in today's society there's already no moral compass whatsoever. You know, mm-hmm. marriage marriage is compromised, okay, you know, time to change things change. And but you know, what I what I see in a lot of that is when people try to guilt you into believing what they believe in. And it's like, look, I don't have a problem with you doing what you do. And if I, if I did... If yeah, but don't day, encourage me, basically. Right. right. And at the end of the day, you know, um, you shouldn't care about what I think. Because like I said, most of the time, I don't even know what your agenda is unless you tell me what your program, your agenda, or your, or your lifestyle exactly. is. So you can kind of remind everybody. Yeah. Oh, there he is. You keep kind of remind everybody that you are. And for me, yeah. it's like, you know, if that's what you want to do, I don't have the right to tell you to do that, but don't start but hollering can I at say me. This? I is it, that's true. But you know what, too? It's like if you allow your family and your children to watch that show, which I have no problem with. It's your child. You can watch that stuff if you like. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying um, – I don't like how the man makes it sound like he's trying to encourage people to be some of them and not. And right. I don't think that's right. 
Nice. You know, but um, like I said, you can you could be you, if you're gay. There's no I don't have no problem with you being gay or anything like that. But I'm not gonna sit there and encourage everybody to buy red crayons because I love red crayons. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's just, yeah, it's just a head scratch to me when I hear you say use the word rehabilitate. Like like somehow. You know, you come up here with this, and laws change, and different mm-hmm. stuff happens, and you want to rehabilitate me. Well, rehabilitate means that you're trying to fix something. I'm not broken. You're the one that's broken because for years you agonize, and then you get an argument with people. Well, a lot of reason is that that the people don't come out and say stuff is because they're afraid of you know, how people are going to feel about them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if that is your then you know you must be doing something you ain't got no business doing. But it is the 21st century. Nobody, look at this, 2015. Nobody gets upset about someone coming out to say I'm gay. Right. Nobody. But and you even know if what? They, if that's what you're comfortable with. Yeah, if you're, if you're gay, you're, you're comfortable, it's fine. I mean, it's... 2015, um, you know, you come out of the closet, there's no problem. The only problem there is, I can say now, is that, um, especially in New York, they fire you if you're gay. Damn. So, yes, they do. And so a lot of them have been doing, like, petitions and stuff in New York and trying to uh, raise money to go to the Congress to try to pass laws so they don't get fired from a job because of their sexuality. And that should be something he should want to want to um, make um, talk about on his show instead of foolishness, you know? Do you think that that should be something that you should keep to yourself because the only difference to what you're doing and saying that you're different at is what you do in your bedroom, what you do sexually? Should it be important that everybody knows that you are? Or is there, to me, that seems like anything that has to do with sexuality or your sex, that should be important. And, and why should everyone else have to acknowledge that? Or, I don't, well, I have to use a term, more or less buy into what you're doing if you're comfortable with what you're doing. I don't, I don't like things forced on you. I don't like anybody, you know, telling me that I have to like this or I have to like that or I have to accept this. And no, I don't. But you're not, you know, but you have to, no, I don't. But you should, no, I should. No, I don't. Well, he's making it sound me. like you're a black man and that you should be this. I mean, just so like he's I don't make like it sound like, like we're like a black right. man's confused about being being what they want to be. If they're saying that you're straight, he's probably thinking that you're confused. You know, I went through this discussion with an hour, an hour, and that's a lot of typing. I went through this discussion <laughs> for an hour, with, with, yeah, with this guy because they had this 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 article that says that black people aren't more homophobic than white folks, and I don't even like mm. using that word because I think that 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 word, for, for the lack of a better way to put it, is a bunch of fuckery. 
because I don't I don't I don't believe the fact that I don't believe that someone has a phobia because they don't agree with what you're doing. You know, it's just like saying you got a phobia with black people. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a test pilot or a test piece or a science project. I'm a human being. You're a human. Being. I don't have a phobia just because I don't believe in what you do. Well, I don't support that lifestyle. I don't support that. Like I said, most times I don't know what you are, what you're doing, you know, life that you live, none of that stuff, unless you tell me what's popping and what's going on. So if you want to, if you want to continue to remind everybody that you are, see, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You want to remind everybody what you are and what you're doing, but you don't want to be treated any different. Yet you keep trying to point out how you're different, which in reality there is no difference between any, you and anybody else or what a way a person lives, other than what they're doing when the lights go off. Or some people like it with the lights on, as Rakim said. Uh, some people like it like it with the lights on, but it, it doesn't matter to me what you do because that's not my world. So I, I really. I'm not concerned with how you're feeling about something. Now, if you're firing people, if you're taking their, their money and their ability away to earn a living and take care of their families, now that's problematic. That's a problem that any human being can get on board with and say, okay, this is a problem. But the actual just saying, okay, you're this way, so I should now stop traffic and, and yell with you, hey, this guy is this way. No, if you don't want to be treated different, you can't keep trying to point out how you did because you're not different except what you do with another human being sexually. I'm not different from anybody beyond the fact of my pigmentation. So, you know, I mean, I'm sure like they say, well, there's been laws legislated over who you are and, you know, the fact that black people do this and do that. And, and then they say shit like, well, if a black person can do it, well, slow down. Wait a minute. What do you mean by mean by saying it that way? So so what, I'm now less than you now? No, because anything that's done, people go overboard, you can tell that that's more or less kind of, kind of the white way of looking at something or the white way of seeing things because they don't support anything that doesn't reflect upon their lives in a predominant way, if that makes sense. If, if it applies to them or if it's something about them or there's something that they do on the regular for themselves, oh, well, it's like, hey, look, I don't want nobody to violate me. I don't want this. I don't want that. But when it's everybody else, you just don't see that, which is which is kind of strange to me. But here again, 646-595-3402, that's what's popping today. And, you know, we, we talk about everything uh, on the show, we we get everybody's opinions. We find out how everybody feels. I like having you on board, Jay, because you you always have a, uh, a female perspective, which to me is very very important. Because you know, um, we we need to know how how women feel. Because you know, I mean, while we're worrying about you know gay rights and stuff like that. We still haven't figured out how to get women paid the same as men. We still haven't figured out a way to get equal pay for women. We still haven't figured out a way to make sure that women don't feel minimalized. And to me, if I got to do something extra and go outside of myself, that's something I'm going to be a little bit more concerned about than than all this other stuff because, you know, 
uh, women are 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 the man's backbone, you know, and and uh, you know I'm 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 definitely you know always worried about how how sisters are in particular are, are approached because well my mother was a sister, so I mean if people say well you're biased for that reason well I guess that it is what it is because you know I I love my sisters. I love the fact that you know the sisters exist and, and try to put up with us as, as hardy umbrellas and you know still be, be a supporting element for us. A lot of folks out here just really ain't are not feeling uh, exactly what's going on, and uh, I think your your guys' ways of looking at stuff is important. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Hey, you're appreciated. And uh, no doubt, no doubt. We appreciate our sisters. Sugar Ray, Fear of Black Planet, and it's bigger than hip hop. Um, dot com talks about the importance of sisters all the time, and and what it means to have, you know, you ladies around in your, in our lives, you know. Sugar was talking earlier about, you know, grandma, you know, mom, you know, uh, you know, our, our sisters, all of that. You guys are important to us. That means a lot, man. That's real, right? Absolutely. And I love that, um I love that Sugar Ray, how you have on your page how you have um the pictures of sisters with just loving who who are colors they are no matter what. And the fact that they have natural hair and not and not have chemical or weave in their hair. It's just their natural hair. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I wear my hair yeah. natural now, so. Yeah, that's important, man. It, 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 it takes a lot of... I, 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 want, I had posted one time, I said, it's like when it comes to hair, when I think about hair, especially women, I want women to know this. When you go to a store and you say, I'm going to go buy a plant, well, you, mm-hmm. you you want to get you don't want to go buy a plastic plant. You want to go buy an actual plant, right? Because if you buy if you buy a plastic plant, it can't do nothing for you. It just sit there and just sit there. But if you get an actual plant that grows and you put your you, you water it and watch it watch it grows and develop, that's a journey. That's a journey of life, and that's something you really enjoy. That's the same thing with your hair. You know, you 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 trim it up, you keep it going, but you keep it natural. You can't do that with a plastic plant. You know, so I mean, if you go and get your hair done with something to where you put in extensions or even whatever extra on it, it's not really real. So I mean, it's just it's not natural. It's not there's still no journey in it, and I feel like people just need to understand that there's beauty. In your hair, especially black hair, man, we are very unique in our hair. Our hair, there's no other nationality, no other nationality on the planet that has hair like us because we're special. You know what I'm saying? We're different. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, so we have to understand that. So, why would you want to destroy and 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 and, and chemicalize something that's that's unique and different? No, you don't want to do that. I mean, everybody, they, they like our hair, man. They, they, can, they can dread the stuff, man. They they doing that, you know what I'm saying? They trying to grow after. I saw a Japanese dude with a goddamn dread. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This cat got dreads, man. What's up? But he loves <laughs> us. He, 
He loves our culture, man. He loves mm-hmm. our culture. And, you know, I love about Sugar Ray. Sugar yeah. yeah. Ray never got no camouflage. He real all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep it real, time. man. I, like right now, man, but, my yeah. hair is fucking... My hair, my hair is growing right now, man. My hair is big and it's twisted. But my hair is liberated. It's free. It has no respect for anybody else. It does what it wants to do. <laughs> You don't like I don't I don't I don't adjust to you, you have to adjust to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't sure. like yeah, if you don't like my style then hey, you can step on the side, man. I wanna do my thing all day, every day. Sugar Ray, you know what I mean? Well you know what too, is that um the fake hair especially when I see people the braiding in the hair and the glue, all that breaks mm-hmm. on the hair. None of that stuff makes your hair grow. But you know what? I was always hearing people, you know, friends of mine and stuff like that will always tell me, oh, you have to get, you know, you should get weave and braids because it makes your hair grow. Well, it does is damage your hair so much. And you know what? Our hair cannot take color. And it creates thyroids, too. Really? I never knew that. See, that, that, those chemicals get into 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 your head. Not only do they burn your hair. They go and they seek into just uh, through your skin, mm-hmm. through the inside your flesh, and things like that. It creates problems physically, and yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. But they don't tell you that because they're trying to sell products. And you know they what? Too, the, and you know what? The children's perm product is the same as that perm that they use for adults. Even stronger for children because I had a friend of mine and she said, "Don't like me." She tried to bit the kids' perm and it was just so strong that mm-hmm. you know it was burning her hair. And I can definitely say, like, if you, you know, keeping it natural, yeah. it does take a lot of work. But I would definitely say go for it, and you know, and don't put no bit no perms in them child hair, them baby hair. No. And and and, and you it, know another uh, thing no. too. To be honest with you, another I've been telling my daughter this for where she started listening to me. Another thing too also is this: people need to understand that when it comes to black hair, and a lot of women do this. They mess up big time with this when they get these weaves, these extensions, and they pull their hair back. What they're doing, they're messing up their edges. Their edges are getting messed up. So the point: their edges be be way back. Like like really like a stress, and you, and you wonder why you lose so much hair because you're straining your hair, you're pulling your hair, mm-hmm. and your edges are getting loosened up. So it, the more you pull your hair back, the more the line of your hair goes back and back and back because you're straining it. So, so it, that hurts a lot too. So what I try to tell people is, don't try so much to put into your hair to try to fix it. You put too much emphasis on it. What you need to do is wear it and let it be free. Let it be liberated. Let it do what it wants to do. Let it be natural. If people have a problem with the way you do your hair, then it's not your problem. They have a problem because they can't say, hey, your hair is this, your hair is this. Well, then don't look. Don't go the other way. I'm cool with my hair. People have to get that in their mindset, get that in their mindset. And see, if you watch TV and you listen to radio, you listen to all these music videos, you try to be like something that you're not. That's why people looking funny, you know. I mean, like you look at some people, man, you look, you be like, man, why she, why her like that? Why is that? 
I mean, seriously, people don't people go against the essence of what it was supposed to be. Yeah, but you know the weed they get it from India and stuff, and it's very expensive to buy um good good weed. That's why you see all the brandy and um with all the with all that hair. It's all it's Indian hair. Mm-hmm. These Indian women that have hair long down to their butt, they get it cut and it become you're wearing actually someone else's hair. Right, right. My mother, my mother, she, her hair, she, she still has a head full of hair. And the thing about my mom's hair is always, she always had a nice, healthy hair, not healthy, you know, has a bunch of hair. Same thing my great, same thing my grandmother's living right now, my, on my dad's side. Her hair is, is, is like, like 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 wool, like like sheep's wool, and, and she has it real long, like it's real white. It looks real good on her, but her hair looks. But she's in the eighties, and her hair looks really good. But the thing wow. about it is because those people didn't have those things where <clears throat> they didn't really necessarily uh, they didn't have extensions and stuff like that. But one thing they did do, that what Ma did say, and my grandma did say, they used to they used to use a hot comb. And a hot comb, it was good sometimes, but a hot comb used to always burn. It's you always kind of people use the hot comb to try to, to, to uh, basically try to make their hair longer. Basically, a European type thing, but that's the type of things they didn't know because everybody knows about the hot comb. Mm, I don't like the hot comb. <laughs> the hot comb, oh, hot comb. Burns. Yeah, you put the you used to put the hot comb on the stove and turn the stove on, and then when it gets real hot. Then you go run through your hair. Oh yeah, and they <laughs> steam. Oh, and they steam. They make your that hair steam long. hurt. Oh yeah, steam hurts. So now they, but now it's upgraded now to the point where they got a, you can plug in the wall and it automatically burns, and then they just do it like that. It's the same thing, you know what I'm saying? It's just somebody made money off of it. But uh, yeah, it's just. Um, I don't know how they work with tools back then because those things are really hot. Those hot combs and those. Those curl lines that were just the ones you put on the stove, those things are really heavy. Yeah, see, so you, you know, and, and and right now, go back, go back to the, the movie Empire and and, and uh, uh, all the stuff that's going on right now and, and Menace and all the Snoop doing. See, those are good. They're okay. They're entertaining, but those are played out right now. I'm serious. Those are, those movies are played out. People watch them because it's because it's because the people want that dumbed down. Everybody wants that because the stuff is dumbed down. Like I listen to, I listen to, I listen to some shit I don't be listening. You know, I shouldn't be listening to, but the shit feels good because yo, it's it's, it's popping, it's cracking, it feels good. But they ain't saying shit. Man, the beat's hot, so I listen to it. But the thing is, though, people watch it on TV because it's entertaining. And there's nothing else on TV. But what's going on right now is more of these documentaries that are coming out because those are eye opening. The more they dump down you on this television. These documentaries, when you see them, they hit you in the head. You're like, damn, hold up, I didn't know that. And that's and that's what's happening right now. So you know, the Empire and all that kind of stuff, and all these other movies they're coming out. They coming out, but they're not really slamming as hard on the on the. Uh, they're slamming hard in the pocketbook, but they're not slamming hard to be 
on uh, they're not going to be really impactful that that long once the time. You got a certain amount of people on the reality show that's going and acting like this, they're like love for hip hop, but they're going to burn out. Trust me, they're going to burn out. They'll get to a point to where somebody's going to hit them in the head with some real shit, and they're going to stop fucking with it. By a while, probably going to hit in the head with some real shit. He probably thinking like, you know what? I don't want to do this shit. I don't like this shit. Because he probably stepping his game up. Slowly but surely, time get kept him waking, waking up a lot. I mean, seriously. And, um, Nails, i got a question for you, man. Small. So I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask Pop Rocks over here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask him about uh, Are y'all familiar with Dame Dash? Is Juan still, yes. Juan still on here? I heard about him um, Doing that whole Instagram thing And and, arc, and talking about his baby mama And talking about that she's a scum I'm no, like no. he just wants He's just thirsty He just wants he just wants some attention Well, well let, me, let, me, let, me say, let me say this about my man Dame though. Let me say this I'm not gonna, let me, okay, he was on the Breakfast Club, and if you ever get a chance, man, you gotta get a chance. Go on YouTube and type in Dame Dash, the Breakfast Club, and what I kind of realized about uh, 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 Dame Dash, and I respect the guy, man. I respect him a lot. I'm serious, I do. I really respect him a lot because I like what he was saying, but the way he came off. Talking about uh, 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 you know about being a you know about being a boss and and answering to this and trying to own you know about ownership and things like that, it really inspired me really big time. I was already on that path. Me and Nels, you know, we all on that path. I already kind of thinking that, but I'm gonna tell you this right now. I saw that I saw that on a Saturday. I watched it and I watched it again on a Sunday, and I had right. to work on a Monday. I had to work on a Monday. But I didn't. I didn't go to work Monday or Tuesday. That's all because of Dame Dash. That's how. He, that's how he affected me so much on that. Now I was like, <laughs> he is absolutely. He is absolutely right, man. Because what he was talking about was, you know, about ownership. About more about you can go to work, but who wants to walk around calling somebody a boss? He was saying, you know, that's kind of corny for a guy to sit there and tell me, my boss. Guys don't do that. He was saying men don't do that. He was talking about men don't really brag about. You know how some dudes be bragging about their jobs, so I work this, I do this, I work for this. That's kind of weak if you think about it. That's really, really weak right. for somebody to be bragging about their job. Oh, I got a job at Boeing. Oh, I work at UPS. Oh, I work at FedEx. Oh, yeah, I work at here. You look at those guys, you got to think, man, you're so proud to work for somebody else. You're so proud. You put so much passion into it. Yeah, I work for UPS, man. Yeah, I work over at the hospital, man. Yeah, I work for 7-Eleven. But have you ever thought about? But, but have you ever thought about a dude bragging about his own shit? No, I work for my own self, man. I own this. I own my own business. I own this. Because people need to understand, man, that it's okay. And my, according to Dame Dash, it ain't okay. But for me. I think it's okay to have a job, but I don't want to be boastful about it. I don't want to. I don't want to be boastful about it because after a while you'd be so excited to have it. Because later on, about a year or so, you ain't gonna be speaking very loudly at a job. That job can get you goddamn nervous. No, you're gonna be like, oh, I don't like my boss. My boss is a my boss is yes. a jerk. My boss is an right. asshole. <laughs> right. 
so, 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 in other words, what yeah. from, from, from what I got from that was is that mm-hmm. you can work that job, but at the same time, try to flip that money, man, and try to invest that money into yourself. And when you're not in, not in yourself as such as some uh, shoes or some jeans or some shorts, T-shirts, none, none of that. I mean, those those are things you got to have. I guess they, I guess you would have those already. Well, you mean like a best like in like basically taking care of yourself, like taking care of yourself like health wise as well too. You know, a well, lot yeah, of people that, don't like that, to put that, their that, money that, into that. stuff like that. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is no. What I'm saying is investing into uh, some type of ownership, some type of business, some type of uh, other way of making money for yourself. Because you got to mm-hmm. create. Because think about it, if. If you was on, like, say, for instance, if my job was to call me up and say, nah, fuck you, you fired. I only want your black ass here no more. You know what I say? Good, motherfucker, thank you. Because <laughs> you know why? Because I, already start, because I already started on some other shit that I got going on. I just pull on the floor from these bitches and, and use that money to flip it and go on other shit. I'm at that point right now. I want that guy to fire me. My, listen, you if, need money for they, rainy days. Just be honest. No. You need money for rainy days. But you need to also work on your own business and try to make money for your own self so you can't have nobody walk up to you and say you're fired. Because that's priceless when you can have your own job and you can make somebody somebody working for you. Because when, mm-hmm. you, when you get to the point when you have your own business and you get to the point where you incorporate your business and you get to the point where you got your ducks in the road, go through all the stress that goes through it and stay, and stay consistent and get to that point to where you got to get things going and you start to make money for yourself, believe me, the reward is more better than any other job because you can work 20 years in a damn job and still be unsatisfied and never be worth You never get nothing worth any in that time because you can be able to have your own business and within five years, you could probably reap the benefits 10 times great more than you can from a job for being at 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. But you know what, I don't care what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But you I know what, you Damn it, Dash, oh, you're a year late. Because you said that a year ago. <laughs> you said that but a year know, ago. Like, only <laughs> yeah, business, that's not controlling them. You said that a year ago. But you know what? When black people have their own small businesses, it'd be nice. Like, mm-hmm. some people don't like to support other, uh, other black people businesses. And, you know, it'd be nice they do, like, you know, like um, support others instead of putting others down. You know, you know how people be having that Gatorade, and um, when someone has something and they have to hate on it when they know they they can, you know. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Some yeah. We do do that to our own. We do that to our own. We do. But you know, but, but the thing about it, but the thing about it, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this though, I'm gonna tell you this. Okay, those, those, okay, you know, people that do that, people that do that, most of the people that do that, that hate on your other business are local. People, like, like say, for instance, like, like if you have a store, and so like that, people, you know, people don't hate, whatever, whatever. But the point is though, you have to, you have to rise above that to the point. Let them do their hate. Because if you continue mashing out good products and you continue saying, hey, why are you going over to this, man, when I'm selling you this? How much are you selling it over there for? Because I can make a better deal with you. Because it's all about the people, man. Because the thing about it is 
people people could be moved anyway. Like right now, down in uh, Monroe, Louisiana, there's a uh, store down there right now. Well, there's some Koreans, uh, whatever the fuck they are. They're selling our products. Now, if I was to go, people people probably don't like me. I don't give a damn. But at the same time, I go put up a store right beside them or right down the street or whatever. I can use those people and say, hey, don't go to those people, man. They don't speak any English. I do. Talk to me. We have the same color. I can talk about the products we have. See, what I'm trying to say is people going to hate, but at the same time, you can't worry about that. You got to do what you got to do. But up, up here in New York, definitely there's a lot of people that, that are Korean and stuff and, you know, that yeah, actually yeah, do have hair businesses that do sell black people products that don't so speak English. Talk? It's true. Yeah, I know. That's why we got We just have to do what we got to do. But, you know, it's just one of those things we have to overcome, mm-hmm. improvise, and adapt. Just do what we got to do. Go a you little know, deeper, right? Like you said, like you, like uh, you, you were talking about this a year ago before uh, Damon Dennis even put his thought out there. Um, yeah, you said exactly. a year ago that you have you have to also uh, support only the businesses that are these foreign marketeers that put money and stuff back into your communities. Yeah, you're right. That's what's that's, 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 that's big right there. That's big, Nels. That's real big. See, this this is this is the reason why. Hey, this is the biggest reason why I'm leaving out of Seattle. This is I'm gonna tell you why. Reason why I'm leaving out of Seattle is because now Seattle's a beautiful place, real beautiful. It's raining right now as usual, and it's just green and it looks real nice. It's a great you place to visit. Beautiful. You have very beautiful. But but the thing about it is, you ask where's the black community? It's hard to find. Because everything has been, everything has been mixed up. Every, it's, there's really no black community here. So what I'm trying to say is, I move to an area that has a black community, and the reason why I do that is because when you're doing something, you want to be able to give back to your community. See, if you do something mm-hmm. here, who, you, you, I, I do things here like volunteer for you know coaching basketball and things like that. I do that. I don't get that same rapport because you know why? Because of who I am. I'm black, and these are white and Asian and different people. There might be some blacks there, but not that many. Because it's a whole, it's a whole diverse situation. And see, the thing is, black people we need to be together to get something going for ourselves before we try to do anything with anybody else. Mm. You know what I mean? And they, they, I definitely they, agree with you when you say that. Yeah, but at the same, but I wanted to know if you're going, if you're moving to a black community, right? right. Not only are you, uh, um, and you want to open up your own business, I mean, uh, you need to get, you have to get to know that community and giving back to that community as well as you could do, like, like you said, charity or whatever type of work. And also, you could create jobs for black people. Because right. there are towns that do have black people that do not really get jobs like that. You have to go outside of your town to get a job. Right. My whole, you're right. My whole thing is 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 doing for my community back in Monroe, Louisiana, and the same community that I'm going to move to. 
my whole thing is is thinking about black only. I mean, white people can, white people, Asian, whatever they can work, they can work for us. They just can't, they can't own nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like the tribe. You know, the Indian tribe. You can work, but 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 it's black preference first. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's real. That's right. what we and see. And see, everybody. So when we when we, we got we we're scared to do that. We're scared to say that because we feel like oh, we're scared about. We want to. We want to see the one thing about black people. We want to try to help everybody. We want to. We want to get diverse. The civil rights for everybody. But the uh-huh. natives ain't thinking. About, natives, natives, they ain't thinking about that. The motherfuckers say, "Hey, this our casino. We own it. If you want to work for us, well, our natives preference first. We hire them first, and if you can get anything else, you come along. That's what happens. That's saying that we got what, And definitely for like, for I can definitely say for 2015. I can say that there's people out there that have professional jobs, went to college, but those ones that had a professional job that are not black, they sometimes can't even spell words correctly. And I'll be wondering how do they get the job because they get the job because, A, they have the education, and B, because of their color. They don't, you know what it is? They don't. You're talking about the, uh, you're talking about the, the you're talking about when they get the jobs? No, I'm saying, like, in general, like, um, say, like, Sugar Ray, say, like, uh, you want to, um, let's say, um, how can I say this? Say, like, you was going to be working for a law firm, right? right. And say, like, you want to be on top, like, make money like the, the boss is making his wage. Well, you ain't going to start out like that because... You might, maybe you have the education, but they might look at the preference and say, well, um, he's white like me. I want to, mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure he gets the same pay as me while you be waiting for 10 years to get what he got. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens a lot. You're you right. know, and I'd be wondering sometimes, how do some people get these jobs? And that they don't know they don't know how to do customer service, they don't know how to work well with people, but they got the job and they got the pay. That bugs me out sometimes. <laughs> it does. They go by the pigmentation rule. It's crazy. You know, yeah, crazy, it definitely is. It definitely is, and um but you know I'm not saying you know, that it happens. Um, I'm not saying that that happens every day, but, you know, I just be wondering that. I'd be like, how does this person get this? And their their education level is not that great, but they got the high pay. But you know what, though? I'm, I'm going to say this to you, man. I'm going to say this to you, baby. One thing about I, I try to, that I kind of realize, and I'm still still adjusting, I'm still I'm still trying to get out the grid, trying to get out the grid, you know, because there's a lot of shit that gets in my way. But what I'm trying to say is, man, is like we have a lot of opportunity. When I'm when I'm saying, I mean, we we have a small window, small window. We have a small window, but but creative thought pairs, I mean, creative thought ideas on what to do as, as business wise for ourselves. We mm-hmm. have a lot. We have a lot to do because what people don't seem to realize, man, we have to dig into our we we could sell our culture, man. That's a lot of things about our culture, a lot of things about us that we have 
that can be made monetarily. There's so many different things, man. Because I was talking to this girl one time, this name this chick named Tina, and she told me, you know, she does shea butter, she makes it. And I was like, That's cool, that's what's up and the thing about it was I asked her, I said, What she said that you're gonna ball up, I put it in the bottle and sell it and so like that. I said, What you gonna call it? She gave me a name and the name wasn't hidden and I was like, That name is not good And she 'cause she called it she called it smooth or something like that. And I was like, that name is not going to work for us. She said, why? I said, it's, it's, I mean, smooth, I mean, that just, that's like an adjective. That's describing something. I mean, there's a lot of things that are smooth. I mean, once you get something distinctive, <laughs> like, once you get something culturally into it, she said, well, I don't want to just sell it to black people because I don't want to put nothing on it and just have it like African this. I don't want to do that. I said, why not? She said, well, I'm not trying to just sell to black people. So I told her, I said, you know, that's what you're messing up at. You're thinking about you're thinking about what other people think. You gotta understand. Look at the Koreans. You go to a restaurant and they say you uh teriyaki and his name is uh John Fu Hong. And he don't give a damn if you don't know how to sell it. Say it. You know, they put Chinese they put Chinese they put they put Chinese writing up on the wall and don't give a damn if you know how to say it. I don't give don't give a damn if you know how to what it what it says or what it understand. They put their language. As long as you buy that chicken. You buy their shit, that's what they care. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why can we do that? Why are we so bottled up to the point where we scared to say, uh, I don't want for African. Well, fuck it. Put African Zulu on that shit, man. Shut <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? You give a damn. Okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? Because you got, you got, you got hung, foo hung, you know what I'm saying? They said, they don't give a fuck, man. But I can see where she's coming from. She doesn't want it to be a label as African-American Democrat because she feels that she's going to be exclusive to to for for it not to be for everybody else. But it is and for everybody else. People... But, 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 Pop Rocks, I'm going to tell you this thing. Listen, see, okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I'm not going to dumb it down and make it feel where somebody call my shit smooth just to make some white person happy. Hell no. Mm-hmm. My shit's my shit's African Zulu. If you don't like it, you know what it does. It cleans your ass. It does well for you. You get this, it will do well. Smooth. That's just so weak. Now that's just the same thing about the chicken teriyaki dinner. I don't want no smooth teriyaki. I want some hung fu rice. Hung fu rice seems <laughs> more attractive. That shit has a country behind it. I'm gonna eat that shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm mean, saying. And that's what the you have to name make it, You have to make it interesting, you know? You can't just be all, well, I'm going to make it real nice, make it real small, and put it in a nice, innocent little bottle. Man, that shit will sit there and collect dust. Get some real <laughs> shit up there. <laughs> African Zulu. African Zulu with a lot of, a lot of information on it, a lot of different directions and shit. People look at that shit like, damn, this African Zulu shit might do the right, right. Get this ranch off, Tommy. Tommy, this might get the ranch off your forehead. That's your shit that might, I mean, for real. I mean, if you so, think about it, if it's Chinese food, Chinese people say it's from us, this is what we make. And basically you're saying, well, if this is African food, but you're trying to sell it to white people, so you have to call it something different. Than African food, then you're basically um, not going to get anywhere, are you? 
If you sell African meatballs, I mean, whatever you African hamburger, call it African. Call it, call it anything. I yeah. Jump onto it. They will. You just rather be authentic and keep it real and say, this is what it is. Yeah, I'm black. My shit's all African. You want to, uh, you want some 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 teriyaki? Get some Af- we got some Af- African teriyaki right here. What's up? Yes. I mean, that's some, the Koreans, the Koreans, the Asians. They don't give a damn. You every time I don't, every, I don't take this out. This conversation, whenever y'all driving or out and about, and you see a Korean teriyaki shop or some Chinese shit, whatever they sell the food, think about this mm-hmm. conversation. Look at all that shit they got in there. They don't give a damn about America. They they make they culture. <laughs> We speak in English. We we speak in English. Yeah, we speak in English. We speak in English. But outside the restaurant, they don't have no English word at all until you go inside and look at that. They break the word down to chicken teriyaki, this and that. They break it down to you inside. But outside, shit. They call it shit, whatever they want to call it. Okay, so they're just keeping it real. They're just saying, this is my culture, and, and if you don't like it, go yeah. next door. We proud of who we are. And you're saying that, you know, for African Americans they need to just go and stand up and say, This is my this is my product. We need to we And need I believe to, in we it. Need, we need to represent represent. We have an identity culture. crisis. Yeah, we need to yeah, culture. People buy culture. Buy people, culture. Buy, people buy culture, they buy anything Me- they have Mexicans a represent it. the culture by having their Mexican food, if their Mexican had, restaurants. Yep. And has, everything yep. is in Spanish. If it has a country behind it, and they don't change anything. It. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Anything that has a country behind it, man, I'm telling you right now, that works. Yep, mm. that's what works, real. They say, oh, we're going to get some Mexican food. Oh, we're going to get some Asian food. Oh, we're going to get some this. But when it comes to black people, well, I don't know what restaurants are. I don't, I don't know, know about that. Oh. They, think about, they think about some soul food. Some, You know what soul and food is? I'm tired of people saying that black people's food is soul food. I mean, well, really? Food, no, no. What it was, because you know what soul food turned into? What it was, and what it turned into soul food, soul food was the shit that they left up in the back after they ate and during the slavery days. So they threw out the back oh. of the and all the, all the bad shit mm. from, from the pigs and all that shit. That, that, that was soul food. We just created, made it better than what it is, put spice on the shit. And now here it mm. is. And they eat this shit like a motherfucker. But what I'm trying to say is, we just need to be understanding that, hey, we can sell whatever. I mean, you can sell soul food. I mean, it ain't healthy, but at the same time, I'll be honest. If I had an opportunity, now check it out. If I had an opportunity to sell some soul food, I would plant my shit right in the white community, right here, and sell me some pork chops and some goddamn hog malls and some other uh, all kinds of bullshit to the ass. Fuck so hell. let me tell you something. So you're saying, so you're saying, feel like you come up here from New York by me. You're saying that yes. you'd rather go to a white town to have your business. Because you know they're going to eat your soul food before. Um, well, the reason, reason, reason why, I'm going to tell you the reason why I do that. The reason why is because I know that's not healthy for us. That's not. I wouldn't want to do us like that. That's not healthy for us. Uh-huh. I'd rather, rather get a juice bar in the black community or some, some fruits or some mango juices and different shit like that. But the thing I'm trying to say is I go in the white community and serve a goddamn pork chop Big Mac to the ass. Here you go. How are we doing, sir? You're a little Bobby and all the motherfuckers to get one. But you know what? But you know what? They will eat it. They will be there. 
They will eat well, that if shit. you put a little white touch to it and just tell them it's um, you know, there's no there's no, no they, fat they, in it. Well, they always what, 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 think about this. Is, you have to understand the mentality of a, a white person. Anytime you see a black person in the kitchen putting some food together, they automatically think that black person can cook. Oh yeah, he can cook. I know he can cook. You probably you probably just throw that shit in the mud, piss on it, throw some seasoned sauce on it, and give it back to him. Damn, that was great. That was good. I love that. We be back. Just because they think you can cook. I can't cook with a damn. But the thing they probably they probably think that I can cook like a motherfucker. That's real talk because they think uh, slavery. That's a slave uh-huh. mentality. That's a slave mentality because they think that of black folks. When we're in the kitchen, they think that we can cook. They know we know uh-huh. what we're doing. Uh-huh. So I play the game like that. Psychological. Uh-huh. Psychological. I hear That's that, brother. Yeah. I know how these, uh-huh. I've been around these motherfuckers for so long, I know how they think. Uh-huh. I hear you. I know. It's, I be- but that's not, but you can't always look at some, that's so racist to say, well, I see a big black man in the kitchen, so I know he can cook. No, but that's what they are. That's what they are. They don't teach. You have to understand. They, they don't know racism. They, because they never had it happen to them through experience. They don't True. know it. So automatically they do what they do. They act how they mm. act because they're trying to be nice. Even when they try to be super real nice, they're still racist. <laughs> Come on, get that. It's fake. It's racist. Because, I mean, so the best thing to do is just know how they think. I know what they're thinking. I know what's mm-hmm. on their mind. Yeah. He probably, well, you know, a thing. lot of soul food, I could definitely say, if you see it now, like, and definitely if you look on TV Food Network and stuff, you could definitely see that there's white people that are country that, that act like the soul food came from them, when really it was someone black that was in the kitchen. You see how deep that goes, and then white people yeah. will get the recipe on TV and say, "Oh wow, she cooked it great." I have to go buy it too, you know. And but, but you know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna tone it down. I'm gonna kind of like jump subjects because I know me keep slamming on the ass like this here. These motherfuckers gonna <laughs> probably shut our shit down. They're gonna come calling. They're gonna cut this phone out. Get this motherfucker out of the radio right now. You know, man. You know what? I was back home. I was to have some real, real, real shit. I was back home talking to my grandmother on my dad's side, and we were talking, man. And she told me some stuff. I mean, she told me some real, real heavy stuff, man. I mean, she talked about on how um, when she was coming up, how she used to, like, do stuff for um, for white folks, you know, for their kids, taking care of their little brats and shit, you know, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff like that. She told me a lot, man. I mean, and the thing about it, man, I listened to my dad's older brother. And, now, and the thing about it, man, if you ever get a chance, man, and I tell my brothers on a regular basis, and I record her conversation. The conversation there, I email it to you, man. It's, it's something you listen to, man. And yeah. my grandma, my grandma, man, first thing out of her mouth was, first thing out of her mouth, now she's in the 80s, man. The first thing out of her mouth was, <laughs> is that 
you know I don't like no white folks. <laughs> That's the first thing she said. And she went in, man. I mean, she went in, in, in. And she kept talking about how they got everything. She said, she said they are. She said they are so insecure. They want to own everything. You got to be licensed to fish. She said, I ain't never. She said, even though they got licensed to fish, it still don't make no damn sense. I can't even walk down the street and put my pole in there to get some kind of fish. Because if I get a certain type of fish, like if you get a bass or a certain type of fish or that, you got to throw it back in because you can't, because you'll get, they'll, they'll, you'll get uh, your license to or you'll get your boat and all that type of shit. Just a kind of fish. So them, what I'm trying to say, you, if you really think about how fucked up that is, man, I mean, you could be starving like a motherfucker and you got a whole goddamn uh, uh, fish, uh, bass fish in your backyard swimming, but you can't put, you can't, you can't get them. Is it legal? No, it's <laughs> not. You have to be. It has to be a certain type. It has to be a certain size you gotta, for you to keep it. Yeah, yeah you gotta have license, man. Isn't it really you gotta have a license, man. Now I'm gonna ask you this question. Do you remember? All right. That was a point in time in life, and she brought it to me. Brought this up to me also. That was a point in time, and I and I remember. There was no such thing as bottled water. <laughs> I mean, fellas. I mean, fellas, fellas. Bottled water, man. Think about it. I mean, these motherfuckers are making a profit out of everything, bro. And then on top of that, <laughs> then on top of that, the bottled water, you you best you, you best believe that the bottled water that you get, they got to be alkaline water. It got to be some good water because they can't even do that right. They fucking up the water. So. So when they when they give when they give all these people props and they say these are these are great guys and they're going to study and they they getting all this good sense of learning and, and they learn all this stuff like that but they can't they can't figure simple shit like that out, bro. How you know it's not? How you know it's not? How you know it's not? Um, water from the faucet and they just making everybody pay uh pay the pay a dollar for the water. You ain't lying because yeah. I get what. Machines and I swear it came out of a well, man. Sometimes, sometimes I want to be tasting foul as hell. You know, man. but they have. But like your grandma said, your grandma is so right about it. It's the insecurity, like to own things, just oh, because man, they she, just want she, it. Uh, and she's she, right. She, she right. Hey man, I'm gonna tell you, man. My grandmother, man, I can't wait to go back down and meet, talk to her again, man. She says some shit to me, man. That made me fucking think like a motherfucker, man. She talking about, I, she said, these, these white folks are just ridiculous. She said they're ridiculous. They just don't. And I know what, you know, from her, um, from, uh, from okay, from, I know where all that shit comes from where it's in me. It, it comes through my dad and all that and her mom. and all, I see that. I see that in me, man. Everything that's going on in them and I hear is in me. That's why I act out and I say what I say. As far as when it comes to them, I don't disrespect, but I have to be honest with them. Because the thing about it, if I don't be honest, that shit gonna backfire on me to the point where they are gonna start disrespecting me. So I have to let these motherfuckers know, you know, like hey, like, I go to my job, man. I go to my job, bro, and uh, this dude named Coach Nick, you know, he's a, he's a nice man, you know, he's a heavy set, you know, that I work with and shit, you know, he's all right. But the thing about it is the way he sees things, the way I see things, insecurity. He sees things differently. 
he's everybody in him, especially darker brothers and sisters, they are like criminal. He had to, he made a double take at him. But for me, I, it's no big thing. I'm giving a pound. Like, what's up? For me, I see a whole bunch of them, and I'm tripping. Because I'm thinking about one of, which one of these motherfuckers will come in here and shoot up all this goddamn shit here. So I speak up. I speak to all of them. How you doing, buddy? How you doing, James? How you doing, Tommy? You doing all right? Dude, nice shoes, nice jacket. Because if I if I become an asshole to those guys, they'll come back and shoot the school up. Mm-mm. Wow. It's real talk. Look, I mean, statistically, that's what they do. The thing about it with us black kids, I, I talk to them on a regular basis, always shaking and pounding and high-fiving. Yo, bro, let's not get your grades up, man. Get it, you know, making them feel good. Hey man, you see him colors? Yeah, yeah. You just, they don't know what we're talking about. I passed I passed documentaries around. So them guys getting a different education, but I do that inside that system. Well, I'm glad but, you do that. But they're gonna miss me though. They're gonna miss me because I'm about to pull up out that motherfucker because they trying to get me. You know what I'm saying? They they peep the game. Hey, I'm gonna have to wind this bad boy down because I gotta run my man to work real quick. But uh, I'm going to try I got it back up where we can have two shows So I'm going to maybe try to wind something up A little bit later on this evening for us Real quick again Because this is some good stuff I'm sorry for being long with you Oh my God, Sugar Ray cracked me up so bad I'm sorry for being long with you Sugar Ray as a condition of Black America Book two (laughs) You need to write a book, Sugar Ray You need to I love black people, man. I love us, man. Hey, man, you know how we do it, family. Hey, you know, yeah, always an education with you. Always, always a real, like I said, you never sugarcoat it. And that's why I always have to have you on, because 100 all the time, man. So for my that's man, right. Sugar Ray, and, and, and my girl, JT, Miss New York, you know what I'm saying? This Pop is Fox. Show Worldwide. This is What's Popping Six. You know, say six four six five nine five three four zero two, and don't be surprised if you hear from us again in just a few hours. I'm gonna take y'all home with people make the world go round. Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> all right. From the 100 radio station, here is the stylistics. People make the world go round. God bless. Good night, everyone. See y'all later. <laughs> Help. Nope.